You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. It's an Olympic weekend here in the studio. You're joining your boys, but we're hungover from archery and powerlifting and and skateboarding and uh, wind sail diving. Did you stay up late, my dude? Watching the Olympics. Olympics. Every night I stay up late watching the Olympics. The 2020 Olympics. The replay in 2021, though. Or the first play. So did they record it in 2020, and then now they're just showing it now? I don't know how that works. I feel like I've been watching the same Olympics for 10 years because Katie Ledecky hasn't lost a race in 10 years. That's an athlete. So good. Shoulders. Strong shoulders. Michael stepped out of the studio. I assume it's because of something you said. Good morning, Van. How are you? I did kind of. I ran him off earlier. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Michael's now back. He would like to either air his grievances or make amends. I'm on bated breath. Good morning, Michael. Good morning to you guys. Everything is good in the okay. neighborhood. Okay. Okay. So he's not mad at me. Yeah. No, That's good. No airings of grievances from Michael. I will be Fred Slow today. All right. It's all tied, Van and Michael. Ooh. There are 46 medals. We're the good guys, the United States of America. That's us. And I, well, I buried the lead, I guess. I already said tied. Okay. So China also has 46. China. Now, here's the thing that's the thing, y'all. They got more gold medals over there in China. Uh Uh-oh. We're looking up in the standings. The United States looks like the St. Louis Cardinals looking up at the Brewers right now. But total medals, though. Tied. It's a tiezy. How many participation trophies got handed out? All right, let me scroll all the way to the bottom, and I'll tell you. Portugal has one bronze medal. How many? Who's got the most, hey, good effort medals? Um, I guess the ROC, because technically they're not even a country. Okay, that So makes I'm going to go with the ROC. Like, like... Like Jay-Z's record label, the ROC? Rockaway, Rockaway, Rockaway. Yeah. It is. That, are you familiar? Who won most punctual? That's a really good question. Yeah. I guess it would be whoever the A country is. Australia at the at the opening ceremonies. They, would they walk first. first. Yeah, so they're the most punctual. Argentina? Russia cheats so much at the Olympics. They, they took their country away. They took their country away, and then they said, but we don't want to punish it. Like, this is a very – I like this. This is It's a, still Russia. It's still Russia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. Right. The Russian Olympic Committee. 335 athletes. Yeah, thank you for a slap on hand. <laughs> Olympic Committee means nothing to me. No flag. We do not care. Guess what country they bring metal home to? We different country 30 years ago. 
Yulia, shoot your gun. But that's actually because she competed in the the air gun competition. Okay. Yulia. Put Y's on the front of thing. That's a communist thing. I think I've been in the air gun competition for a long time now. Pew pew. Pretty sure I'm firing blanks. Pew pew. Peppy la pew pew. <laughs> By tell they took these athletes away from Russia, the Olympics, and they said, you can still compete, but here's the thing. We're going to test you all the time. We're going to be at all your practices. We're going to do your stuff, and you're going to cover our cost. And Russia was like, small price to pay. I just print money. Yeah. <laughs> print, N- just print more N- money. Natasha Dolphs. <laughs> if the Olympics die, they die. I like the Russian athletes have like the biggest fans in the world, but also physically speaking, their pee. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to give me some space. I can't. I got to test your pee. <laughs> but they're looking up in the medal count. Just currently sitting in third place with. Do you think the FCC is going to start doing that to us because we're so good at radio? I don't know if we're really on the radar. The FCC is just going to barge in here and make us pee in a cup because we're obviously on I mean, performance-enhancing drugs. There's nothing as strenuous on the line as there is in women's three-on-three half-court basketball Olympic competition. Is is coffee, a burrito, and a hangover performance-enhancing? <laughs> I don't think it is, but it, it could be. Olympic three-on-three half-court basketball. Okay, you have strong feelings on this. Got to check it out, guys, and hit the rim. <laughs> what are we doing? You have as strong feelings on three-on-three basketball as I do on changing to a 13-month calendar. I do, I, first of all, I don't think either of these things should exist. <laughs> Vital, did you know? Okay. If we move to I think to I a, heard this one before. We, okay, it's probably because <laughs> you heard me like rail on it before. That's why. If you change to a 13-month calendar, you can have 13 months with exactly four weeks, 28 days, and then one international holiday at the end. Doesn't that sound cool? Why don't we do that? It's not a real thing. You can't just add a 13th month. We've had this conversation. They added the first 12. No. Okay. You're... You're the caveman. I am not the caveman. Scratching days on a cave We're, wall all right. and be like, no, this is day 237. So This isn't September. You familiar with the, far- the Farmer's Almanac? Yes. It's not set up for this, okay? There's systems in place. There's 12 farmers left. Nobody farms. Do you, do you remember Y2K? You're about to have Y13K. Sounds great. That's my, my favorite EA Sports Month game. It's not a real thing again. Okay. Do, and where do you put the month? You put it in the middle of summer? Because that doesn't technically stretch out st- summer the way you think it does. Well, last time I checked, Fred, this is America. We'll put a month wherever we want. Okay. That, and you're, like, talking for the world from, the like, the bias of America. Yes. No, you can't just create a 13th month because, number one, they would have no birthdays in it. Number two, it would have no holidays it's in it. It's still the same days. No, you're not. Is- you're not adding 28 days to the calendar. That's what you're saying. You're moving... The weeks around. What? So it's still the 137th day. To you, it's still June 13th. This is why you're a fan of daylight savings time, because you're an idiot. No, I am not a fan of daylight savings time. Don't you put words in my <laughs> mouth. 
You're talking while about, I put months in your mouth. Are you talking about still having 365 days? Are you talking about having 382 days? No, it's still 365 days. That's why it works out better because you have 13 months of exactly saying. four weeks, and then one day on the end, which becomes an international holiday, the 365th day of the year. It makes everything better. Not everyone uses the Gregorian calendar. And you get to name the new month after Kobe Bryant or whatever. There's there's not a new month. That's what I'm trying to tell you. you it's can't... the same. Yes, it's the same. You can still have the same 12 months, but they all lose two or three days that go to the next month. So that math doesn't everyone make sense. out there who is, it's, it makes perfect sense. There's only 12 months. If you add another month and make every month. Where do you put the month? 28 days, wherever you want. All right, for for sake of like a calendar, does it come before or after December? We'll see. Okay, so if you add an extra month and make them all twenty eight days, it also makes it way less offensive to February and people of color I'm, because now all the months are the shortest month. No one identifies as a month. There's well, not I mean, a black Black History Month is the shortest month. I don't think that's fair. Okay, so let's for, make all the months twenty eight days. There's no other month. month that's coded to a color. Like, so if, if we're talking about fairness, Black History Month is actually a privilege because no one else has a culturally sensitive month. So I don't think you can deem it unfair whenever there's currently only the one. There's not an Italian history month? No, there's Vital? not an Italian history month. There's not? No. Vitalik's very there's not a <laughs> There's not a Latin X month. There's not a, there's not a Caucasian month. There's not a, like, there's... They, so no one is feeling slighted by the existence of a 28-day celebratory history, like... Except for me. Okay. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think we should write a bill. <laughs> Who is we? Send it up to Congress. Uh, me and my subconscious, mostly. Uh, okay. I'm really into it. This is as bad I, as three-on-three basketball. <laughs> so I brought it up. It's, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. You can't even in who's gonna name this month? Five oh five two four six zero six ten. Hit us on the graphic connection hotline. Are you in favor of thirteen even months? Four weeks apiece. First of all, thirteen's an odd number. There's a lot of things that just need to be broke down. About. Yeah, okay. It's just another number. It's not unlucky. It's not cursed. It's just another number. Hey, hey, skyscraper. Who doesn't have a 13th floor? I know what floor I'm on when I'm on the 14th floor. We're currently sitting on July 31st. Okay. True or false? Uh, I think it's true. Cool. That's what it says and on my computer and my phone. Currently listening to the program is sums of listeners who are celebrating a birthday today. Yeah. Are you saying forget them? No, they still have a birthday. Are you saying you're going to take, you're it going to kill change the day. July 31st. It's still a day. And today's actually August 3rd or whatever in your mind. And then. It would be way past that. Yes. <laughs> it would be a whole nother month by That's now. what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, I don't it's know. It's still your birthday. So I just pulled up my social media, right? Okay. Today is Will Jackson's birthday. Oh, happy okay? birthday, Will Jackson. Today, Will Jackson is 26 years old. That's if he's the, listening the to the program. Lakers coach? Uh no no uh KOB cameraman and correspondent Will oh, Jackson Phil Jackson that's right Do you want to personally call Will Jackson and tell him that his birthday does not matter 
and no longer exists. And now his birthday is going to be an Exember. Okay. <laughs> what would we name the new month? We wouldn't because it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm on a lifelong quest to get 13 even months Instead now. of September or whatever you said, we would just call it November because no. Oh, shoot. That's already a month. That's already a month. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Whoopsie. I hate this plan. I hate everything. That, I hate all the energy you brought to me today. <laughs> good morning. I was ready to just give a terrible good morning to three-on-three basketball and how it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Coming up next. Oh, there's no reason to stretch this out. <laughs> like... I feel okay. like if I even, for one second, try to even explain the terrible, boring half-court, not even good enough for schoolyard play rules of three-on-three basketball, you'll tell me why there are need to be five seasons. No, four is good. Okay. It needs to be 13 months, though. we got a good program today. During the 9 o'clock hour, Ryan Tavari is going to join us. He's going to talk about sports for like an entire hour with us, which were a lot of fun. Uh, you may remember him from his time at the Daily Lobo. And he currently runs uh, all-in autographs over there. I'm in all in Wyoming. Uh, super cool place. Super cool guy. He's got a world of experience in sports, so we're gonna have a lot of fun with him. Also, work for the Isotopes. He's, I mean, he's done a bunch of stuff. Then at 10 o'clock, Jeff Kramer is gonna join us via the Graphic Connection phone line. We're gonna talk about the stadium. Uh, I guess the potential stadium, the looming stadium. I'm not sure what verbiage to use. But Jeff will join us, and that will be a lot of fun. And then at 10.30, we have a very special guest that you lined up. Yeah, WBC champ Josh Pitbull Torres. Which I'm very excited about. We hung out with the other day at the Gladiators game, and he has a ton of personality and is a very decent dude and even better athlete. So we got a lot of guests today. We're going to have a lot of fun. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. They're doing their giveaway today, Vital Chisholm Trail. Go All down right. there. You buy a raffle ticket for $25 before 10 a.m. Five for 100. Five for 100. And then they're giving away a like a trailer yes. for the winner of the raffle. It is very nice. And the proceeds are going, I believe, to the fire department. I'd have to double-check that to be sure, but that's my understanding. So they're doing a cool thing over there. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Van, if if you are not aware, Major League Baseball is a trade deadline every season. That trade deadline comes on July 30th, which according to you shouldn't exist, but we won't even get back into that. When you talk trade deadline, do you think, I'm just going to do the last three days. I feel like that's fair. That's the big ones. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Because everything happens before then, I'm going to say not notable. Because there are trades and then there are notable trades. Yes. Right? Like... Rich Hill going to the Mets, that's a trade. Mm -hmm. That's not a notable trade. Okay. However, Nelson Cruz going to the Rays is a notable trade. Okay. Does that seem like a fair measuring stick to you? In your metric, I would say both of those are just trades. And then Max Scherzer and Trey Turner going to the Dodgers is a notable trade. Jock Peterson going to the Braves? Trade. Trade. Yeah. Okay. I would not have got that correct. 
Okay. I believe that's notable. It's very notable to the friends and families of these people. Aaron. Just pack up and leave. Adam Fraser to the Padres is a trade. A trade, yeah. He was an all-star, though. He was. Kendall Graveman to your Astros is a trade. The trade. Yeah. Some some other cat, too. I don't even know who he was. Rafael Montero, I don't know who that is. Promising young reliever, been struggling. Okay. Sounds very exciting. So the notable ones are here as I define them. Starling Marte to the A's is notable. Notable. Yeah. Multiple all-star. Can play. By tell your brewers are just getting fat on the hog here. Aguardo Escobar. Yeah, that's a good pickup for him. That is a good pickup. Penny's on the dollar, too. What do you, And you boys are up, like, a lot in the Central. I know my Cardinals are chasing Tim. I think we're, like, nine up on the Cardinals. Yeah. The Reds, I think, are chasing six and a half. Seven or six and a half. So you, your boys are in cruise control. Don't blow it. Yeah. Do you know the Cardinals are going to go on a second half run? It's not a summer playoff push for the Brewers. It's hot boy summer now. Yeah, wait until next month. That's when the Brewers either implode or they just pull away. Well, they're going to yeah, pull away. It's the NL Central here. One thing is they got starting pitching and the back end, the bullpen is strong. So You're very correct. The yeah. Brewers will hang on as long as their starting pitching is healthy. If you only have to score two runs to win, you're going to be okay. I got a real question. And they got Hader and Williams. They're pretty good. Is Christian Yelich off the juice? Is that what happened? I don't know. I what? think I think you're right. Could be. It's like a Ryan Braun thing, right? Like, when no one's asking, when no one's checking, you're the man. Now, all of a sudden. Is he, like, playing every day? I'm not even joking. Yeah, he is. Because I have to watch him play every day because he's on my fantasy team. What's he doing? Very sad. Where's he at? Mendoza line related. Yeah, he's struggling. No, he's hitting fine. Oh, is he? He's hitting fine. He's getting on base. There's just no slugging. Yeah. He's going walk single, walk single. It's hard to watch. All right. So I'm going to give you some notable ones, Bane. You give me the impact. Okay. Okay. You think Cesar Hernandez to the White Sox is a big deal? Uh, No. He's a league average player. He's a good contributor, good teammate league average player but you know how Tony La Russa is and the more middle infielders the better because he just juggles them around doesn't care what bag they're at right Yankees acquiring Joey Gallo and somebody else and somebody else and somebody else don't care so Joey Gallo from the Rangers is a big deal the Yankees I think made the second biggest impact besides the Dodgers yeah because they have a right-handed heavy lineup and they get two big slugging lefties to mix up in that lineup. Huge deal. I believe we got a call last week literally saying this exact thing for the trade deadline. They need left-handed bats. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to our genius listeners. I don't remember who that was that called. But I remember getting the call and thinking, you can't just left-hand stack your lineup. Showed you how wrong I was. Well, they're not left-hand stacking. They're introducing left-handers Good to call. the lineup yeah. finally. So Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. And Anthony to the Izzo. That's the thing there with Anthony Rizzo because the Cubs were fire sailing. They said, "Do you remember How about the Nationals?" Same. 
Both of these guys turned on the blue lights. Yeah. That's a Kmart reference. <clears throat> blue light special on all stars. So Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo's a, a, just a gun for hire because he's a free agent. But you get Gallo for another year, too. And Gallo, you can play in the outfield or you can DH. Or first. Or first. Well, you got Rizzo. Yeah. Rizzo can only play first. You rotate. But he's good defensively, Which, though, uh, at first. Stanton clogs up your DH. So you, you got to rotate outfield. these guys on the field. Not well. Because I don't want to put Gallo anywhere except for right field. Put him anywhere. You put I mean, him in he's, center? He's an average defender. I'm not going to put him in center field. Aaron Judge is a way above average defender. You Joey can, Gallo's not going to hurt you. You going to put him in left field? I'll put him in left field. I'll put him anywhere. Put Brett Gardner in center? As long as he gets at bats, put him anywhere. Brett Gardner can cover two-thirds of an outfield. Okay. Is that right? Sure. He's very fast. I think he's the longest tenured Yankee I've ever seen. And I think it really snuck up on us. Longer than Jada? Right? Has he been there for 20 years? It can't be far off. And it's like the quietest years as a Yankee. Just so slightly above average. Yeah, there's no, like, I one-time All-Star, I'm guessing. I know you're looking it up. I am. Dodgers acquired Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from the Nationals for, uh, I don't know, okay. double A. They gave on twist prospects, though, the Dodgers. Shyamalan Twist. Shyamalan Twist. Yeah. Brent Gardner has not been with the Yankees the longest. Currently on the roster. Currently. I would not have got the that. The longest tenured Yankee. Is it like CC Sabathian? Backup catcher, Kyle Higashioka. Never heard of him. He's been with the team for 14 years. Literally, I've never heard of that guy in my life. He's a backup catcher. That's why. How long has Brett Gardner been there? Uh, less than 14. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. No, the Yankees did very good. The Dodgers did very good. I mean, it's just, it seems like every contending team got a piece, and it feels like every contending team filled the holes they needed. Every contending team that doesn't care about salary cap got a piece. No, everybody got a piece, period. What? Every contending team traded for a hole in their lineup. Like, right. Every contending team improved. I'll sit here and tell you I've all day. I've never seen it before. Like The Dodgers did not have a hole. Yeah, yeah, but the rich got richer. Yes. The Yankees were fine, too. No. The Yankees needed pitching. So the Dodgers are three games out, question mark? The Yankees are five games out, question mark? Both of these moves are get-to-the-top moves. The Yankees aren't even in contention for the wild card. They will be. They will be. And Max Scherzer and Trey Turner are established. Trey like, Turner, you get to control him for another year next year. So that's know. not even just a, a rental. I, I can't believe they got rid of Trey Turner. Like the that National? blows my mind. Yeah, it's I weird. couldn't either. He's like a top twenty guy in baseball. He's so talented and he's so good. And he's young. And you drafted him and you developed him. Like you gotta leave him on your squad and try to extend him, right? You know how I feel about scrappy shortstops. Unless maybe they fell in love with somebody. From the Dodgers organization and got a huge haul. Like, well, and when you talk about the haul, because obviously we have Dodgers fans listening to the program. 
I don't know who Kybert Ruiz is. I don't know who Josiah Gray is. I don't know who Gerardo Carrillo is. I don't know who Donovan Casey is. These are all super high prospects. They are? Yeah. Okay. They're all super high They're prospects. They're all top 50. Yeah. And Ruiz Josiah Gray, Gray just struck out nine people in four yeah. innings last week. They got some heavy hitters. He's very lot. good. He's got elite swing and miss stuff. I think the Nationals are a team where I don't question their front office. Why do they care? Like, they snuck in from, like, the last day of the year, got the wild card, went on a run, won the World Series. Super won it, You got your trophy. You got to beat the hated Astros. Like, that's historic. Like, sure, blow it up now. Like, suck for a while. Remember they were, like, letting Bryce Harper walk, and I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then Juan Soto came up. Yeah, and, and you're like, like oh, oh, okay. oh, okay. I see. He's the only guy that got anymore, right, Juan Soto? He's the only one left. Because they, they sent Kyle, your boy Kyle Schwarber, who, by the way, an Olympic event we should have is Home Run Derby. Put, like, Kyle Schwarber in it. He put on a show. He'd be fun to watch. Okay. <laughs> Olympic event with three countries. They have three-on-three three basketball. You're going to tell me that home run derby is stupid? Well, every 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 country plays three-on-three three basketball. I don't know if you've ever been to a, a park, Fred, but uh, parks have basketball goals. Every country has baseball bats. And usually at the park, only one goal works. So you have to play three-on-three. Three. What I'm saying is one you goal can't play, 15 months. You can't play full-court basketball. If you don't have a full court. By your logic, we should have three-on-three three soccer. By your logic. You have no, I think it would be 13 on 13 soccer, yeah. actually. Stupid. 13 months. So stupid. Kyle Schwarber goes to the Red Sox. Okay. I'm in on that. Smart move. The thing that's going to be tough for the Red Sox and the Yankees is this thing called the Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo, New York, Tampa, Florida. They're going to cause some damage in the second half. Are they getting the love they deserve? They're not. They're not. Not enough people are going, hey, Toronto, that's the team. The AL East is an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. You got the Red Sox with their money ball strategy, top of the division. It's a buzzsaw. It's a buzzsaw of, of baseball. And they got better, too, because they bring in uh, the kid from the Twins. How about the how about mm-hmm. the NL West? That Jose Barrios, thank you. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, the NL West. Yeah, the NL West is going to be fun. I, AL East is going to be fun. I need AL Central's done. The NL Central's done too, except for the Brewers, which will lose in the first round of the playoffs. The NL Central is never done. Your Cardinals are going to go on like a ten-game that winning thing streak. Will go down to the last nine. Week. They always do that. Yeah. The Cardinals are going to go on a run. Right at the end of the year, sneak in. The Pirates will beat the Brewers. They'll beat up the Brewers. They'll beat up the Cardinals. It, it, it's weird how that division turns around at the at the end of the year. I need a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. You know what we need? 505-246-0610. We need Cubs fans to call in. Oh, gosh. I want you to air your grievances on air right now, Cubs fan. We're up against a break, but as you say, call. Friend of the show, Howard, does make the effort. Howard, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. Um, you know, I just have a quick question. Uh, month? Year? 
I don't know what year it is. I don't know what month it is anymore, Howard, because I'm surrounded by lunatics in this studio. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've just got one thing to say. Now I know why there's a disclaimer before each uh, segment starts. Yeah. That's what, yeah. He, you don't know this, you Howard? Know? Van refuses to get a calculator app on his phone. He carries an abacus all the time. Like, he's insanely outdated. Well, yeah. you, you, how, Howard, you're not subscribing to my 13-month Farmer's Almanac? You're killing me, man. You're hey. killing me, man. I, Four, if, if drug testing was ever needed, it's needed now, mm-hmm. Fred. Oh, God, please don't. I've been advocating. <laughs> that, doesn't that um, sound like so invite. sexy and smooth, just... 13 months of exactly four weeks. Everything's 28 days. You owe me, you owe me 15 minutes of my life back. Then, <laughs> you, know? I to that. you owe me 15 minutes of my life back. Somehow or another, I'm going to meet you one day, and you're going to have to make it up to me with drinks or something. You're going to have to. Oh, I got you. Hey, Van has 15 strong minutes on the wire, if you'd like to get that conversation out of the way, too, and make sure you just waste every other moment I of your life. i got three hours on the wire. Oh, God. This is my I'm life, Howard. Hey, your favorite uh, – we got to go to the break, Howard. What was your favorite trade deadline move? Uh, you know what? I don't care about baseball ah, because uh, baseball is not America's pastime anymore. Your show is. Have a great day, guys. Aww. Oh, what a Cut dude. that off. Cut that off, Vital. We're putting that in the – I need that on a button. I want to hear Howard's voice every time. We got new teasers on the channel. Yeah. I'm putting Howard in there now. Vital, timestamp that. That's going to be a commercial. Cut it off. More trade deadline talk. We're 30 minutes away from Ryan Tino- Oh, excuse me, from Ryan Tamari joining us. We're having a lot of fun with him. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Go down to Chisholm Trail RV right now before 10 a.m. Buy a $25 raffle ticket or buy five $20 raffle tickets for a chance to win a trailer. All benefits and proceeds, I believe, are going to firefighters. I forgot to confirm that. Some good cause. She's always helping a good cause. She's a helper. She is absolutely a helper. I like helping helpers. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, just like Howard just did, 505-246-0610. We got the texture up this morning. You text us. We'll text you. I know the giveaway ends today for tickets, so you got to send out, what is it? It's Aldine. What else is there, Vital? You don't know off the top of your head. So anyways, text the show. We'll make sure we get you entered in those raffles. That's a lot of fun. Uh, what else are we doing? We're playing with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I just Googled 13 months. It says you should see a doctor, man, is what it says. I don't think that's accurate. Oh, maybe it's a different. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. I'm reading a different headline. I'm in the wrong page. So the Blue Jays, they do something for their bullpen, which is cool. I don't. Here's the thing whenever you're talking about trades, too. It's like, um, it's always who's getting someone. It's not like what was traded. Because, like, I'll use, like, the the Braves brought in a bunch of guys, actually. But Eddie Rosario came in from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I know that Pablo Sandoval went to Cleveland. And I only know that because I love Pablo Sandoval. I think he's, physically speaking, my favorite thing in the world. I like giant teddy bears. Bartolo Colon-esque. Yes. Mm-hmm. But no one, like, talks about that. When you're like, Adam Duvall just went to the Braves. They got, a all, they got a whole new outfield. Yeah. 
and they'd had to. Yeah. They were in a tough spot. They got the best corner infielder in baseball. Which one? Freddie Freeman. <laughs> so good. Is he better than Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman? Yes. Not in my heart. Jose Barrios was a very good get for the Blue Jays because he's under team control for one more year. He's just now blossoming. It's a very good get. And anything could happen down the stretch. Anything could happen. So, I mean, what are they? Eight and a half out of first in the AL East and like four and a half out of the wild card? That's doable. It's doable. That's doable in a 10-game stretch. The Mets, though, they're not going to let the Braves sleep. I had that backwards. Mm-hmm. Because they go, they call it, so they see the writing on the wall. They're like, we better call Chicago right now and get something. Yeah. Because the Cubs, by the way, RIP their fan base. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Back to the lovable losers. They're not, though. Now they're the hated Ricketts. Yeah. Like, hated. That's just giving up. You send Theo Espeen to Major League Baseball front office, and you're like, we don't know what to do. Wrigley Field looks like the Bernalillo County Jail right now. Yes. It's just demolished. Good what reference. happens when you got a cheap owner like that. that and you got your own network. You got the whole circus behind the, the outfield wall there. It's all redone. I've been there. And look what he does with the talent that's still good. You know, you wonder. And it's all like, to, I wasn't going to go down this path, but to piggyback off what Vitale is telling you, Wrigleyville is now where Wrigleyville used to be. Like, like Wrigley's not what Wrigley used to be. It's it's not fun and quaint and and local anymore. It's corporate and sold out yeah. and gross. You know what Wrigleyville is? The West Side. Ouch. Yeah, just strip malls everywhere. Bunch of houses that look the exact same. Used to be red brick and charming and locals yeah. and Mm-mm. you walk your kids around. No offense too, but it's Chili's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which sucks, because the people at Chili's don't suck. They're very nice. <clears throat> Apple Chili's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chili Bees? Yep. Stupid Chicago Cubs and their stupid give-up ownership. You'll always have 2016, boys. The Cubs make so much money. They've been sold out for decades. Well, that's the thing. They he, sell he out knows. against the friggin' Pirates. The Ricketts family knows people are going to always be there. Cub fans will always be there. That's oh, that place is always full. It's always, it's never going to go away, and they know that. Corporate ticket sales. All those day games are sold out. Oh yeah, you can't even get a ticket now. No. I used to go all the time. You go down to Naperville. All those like like big businesses, all those Fortune oh, yeah. five hundred companies that are headquartered yeah. down there. Hey guys, we're just going to get on the shuttle. Let's go up to the game. I think baseball's more fun when the Cubs suck anyways. Same. You're a Cardinals fan. Oh, I, fi- yeah. <laughs> I I find myself being partial, but objective at least. Yeah, when the Cubs suck, it's like, oh, the Cubs beat the Cardinals last day of the year, kept them out of the playoffs. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, I know. You know what I hate? <laughs> like, there are a couple things in Cubs history that I love. Yesterday, I love that. That's up near the top for me. Mm-hmm. 
when they just told their fan base that they don't care about them, they don't care about winning, and they don't care about a single thing that relates to baseball on the field. And when they traded Lou Brock. Those are like my two favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not Bruce Suter? Well, all right, so there's like three. And also, like, some St. Louis Cardinals go to be Chicago Cubs, but we, like, forgive them. Like, Jim Edmonds did that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's all right, Jimmy. You come back now. Jason Hayward? Yeah. Hey, how'd you enjoy slumming? Jeez. Poor Jason Hayward. He <laughs> kept Jason Hayward. Poor Jason Hayward. <laughs> He's like the last rat on a sinking ship. <laughs> no one wanted Jason Hayward. Poor guy. Didn't Lee Smith, the former reliever, yep. who played? What about well, me? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to trade me? He has to, Jason Hayward goes into work yesterday. He has to introduce himself to half the roster. <laughs> All right. They're like, they're like, and like none of them know because it's Jason Hayward. Right. So all like the Triple A Cubs guys, yeah. the Triple A team's called the Cubs. Who's, who's the old guy yeah. in the corner? Yeah. Where did he get traded from? Like <laughs> <laughs> you've been there. Where's their Triple A team? Des Moines. So like all these guys come up from Des Moines, Iowa Cubs. Yeah, and they're like, we're here, we're really excited. And Jason Hayward's like, this is garbage. This is the worst thing ever. He's like, don't. He's like, I go to catering first. I have my own. This is my stall. Like, you guys just, and they're all, like, wide-eyed and super excited. <laughs> oh, man. Dexter Fowler. So, normally when you get traded, there's, like, a travel day, right? Like, you get traded and then you have to go to your team. Sure. So, like, Rizzo made his debut for the Yankees yesterday after getting traded two days ago. Yeah. And he cracks a dinger against for, the Marlin Yeah. Boys. Awesome. Welcome to, to New York. Who doesn't have to take a, a travel day is Craig Kimbrell. Because he just like just Walked sauntered over, yeah. yeah. He just he took the L, yeah. He, yeah. The, the well, Howard, the technically Howard the A. W. He took the W on this one. Oh uh, well, yeah. Because the Cubs took the L, or referred to the L train. Oh, okay. took the L train. So he goes to the White Sox because Tony Larusa is known for consistency and closers. That's not true. So on Wednesday, this is not my uh, favorite trade, but my favorite trade story. Mm-hmm. So usually teams in contention don't trade with other teams in contention. Usually teams in the same division don't trade with teams in the same division. Then usually teams playing each other don't trade with teams playing each other. All these things make sense. The Astros and the Mariners did a trade. Kendall Graveman for um, Toro. And they were playing each other in Seattle. So they made the trade, and all the guys had to do is just walk across the field and put on different jerseys. No saying bye to family. No packing your stuff up. That's so weird. Just walk across the field. Kendall Graveman for Abraham Toro. I wonder if they walked across the field at the same time, like did like a fist bump. Yeah. And it's like, hey, see you on the field in an hour. It's like two armies, like two cap, two sergeants there with a white flag, and then they got the guy next to him, and it's like, okay, you can go. Yeah. Your turn. It, See ya. It's like, and then Abraham Toro goes out and smacks a dinger. It's parlaying like Civil War prisoners to each other, like on a battlefield. Like, all right, we, we got two of these generals, and you got 35 Minutemen. Before we go to break, I want to remind everyone we have our social media and we are uh, we are stomping on it. We are killing social media. We're trying 
for the first time in two years. Yeah. So, so jump on the train because it's leaving the tracks. If you are passionate about social media, you can now uh, – we, we share your passion. Also, I just dropped a super hard West Side joke, and we were just moments ago followed by the ABQ West Side Business Association. Sweet. Good timing. So thank you to that community organization for following your boys on Talk ABQ. Ooh-wee. The power of radio. You can search for ABQ Central, one word, or we are at Talk ABQ, at Talk ABQ. Let's give a, let's take a break and then we'll wrap this one, this hour up with just a little bit more baseball talk because I haven't said a single thing about Chris Bryant yet. Okay. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Get your raffle tickets at Chisholm Trail right there in Central and Wantabo today. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown in Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. When we are on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. 505-246-0610. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. And when we're partying downtown, we're partying at Bourbon and Boots. MLB trade deadline for the ages. Fred, did you know Okay. that there were 10 All-Stars traded at the trade deadline? That is a record. That is the most in the history. I did know because I heard Micah Frankel say it on the radio yesterday. When I text him to say that? I would assume you text him to say that. <laughs> 14 All-Stars total, 10 All-Stars from this year. Are you being serious? That's this, a real number, though? That's a real number. That's insane. 10 guys who played in the All-Star game this year and one of those terrible jerseys were like, we hate these jerseys so much, we got to get it. To trade jerseys. We need new jerseys. Yeah. Not New Jersey, the state. New Jersey's. New Jersey's. The clothing item. Because we can only lambast the state of New Jersey so many times on this program. Javi Baez went to the Mets. We t- we covered. I, these Phillies trades I don't super care about. Are they a big deal to you? They're pretty average. That's how I feel? Yeah. Don't care about the pitcher to the Yankees? Jorge Soler, I think, is a big deal to the Braves because of the aforementioned effort they're putting in. Yes. The Braves got a whole new outfield. Eddie Rosario, above average. Adam Duvall, above average. Jorge Soler, who is stumbling, but he just got hot right at the trade deadline. The Frenchman, Jacques Peterson. Jacques Peterson. The Giants... Uh, acquiring Chris Bryant, who That's I your dude is now my dude, You're... and I've always wanted Chris Bryant to be my dude, but I had to hate him. You've mentioned to me often that you like undershave haircuts. Yes, I always he say has, that he has one of the best in the biz. The trendsetter. I'm like Fred. Don't do that to your head. It the, will not go well. The <laughs> the first place Giants went from rich to richer. Where are you going to put Chris Bryant? Third or outfield or wherever. He can he can go anywhere. Yeah. That's how I feel. He's a what two seventy five career hitter. It, but he's about to be a three hundred one career hitter because he's gonna have a resurgence after leaving the doldrums of Chicago. And I don't know. Do you guys remember how his career started? Do you remember this? He's got 
he's going to be super happy, like not to play all those day games. He's going to be insanely happy. He gets to sleep in, and then play under the bright lights of the bay. If you recall, when he first came up to break into the scene, he didn't make the opening day roster. I think it was in fourteen, mm-hmm. because the Cubs held on to him for the ten mandatory days to designate him as a minor leaguer. That way, he they could have another year against his team right. control. Yeah, yeah. The Cubs were doing him dirty from before day one. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Everyone does that. Everyone does it. To not Chris Bryant. Everyone manipulates service time. Everybody does it. Chris Bryant is on the the level. Chris Chris Bryant now has a chance to be the The, face of baseball. MVP Chris Bryant? Is that your talking? Yes. But I'm not talking like joke MVP like earlier we mentioned Ryan Braun. I'm talking like a real MVP. Like a real one. Yeah. Not a joke one. Yeah, but for the last couple of years, he didn't get you any clutch hits, but he got a lot of solo home runs. Yeah, cause, I mean, he, that's, a, that's his problem. But he didn't want to win in Chicago. He don't care. Yeah. They already won one. No matter what, he's the, the greatest of all time. He won in Chicago. Forget it. Give it up. The last five years was him waiting to get out of Chicago. He's like, why don't you just trade me after this ship? He's he's a good fit. I mean, he's all the cliches, right? Yes. He's a locker room guy. Yeah. He's a great teammate. Looks he's a hard the part. Worker. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got experience too in the playoffs. Insanely handsome. Oh yeah, tall and handsome. Yeah. Pretty wife, I assume. Yeah, I don't know. Let me do a Google. Google. <laughs> you know what we need for as often as we do is we need the Google sponsor on the show. This Google search brought to you by the thousand new employees Amazon is about to hire here in Albuquerque. Surprise, surprise, smoking hot wife. Well, no, that's literally zero surprise. All right. Ju- all right. First, I, bet, I bet they're high school sweethearts. There's 0% chance that is true. This girl looks like what Instagram influencers are trying to be. Huh. Jess- Jessica Delp, Vital, if you're not familiar. Both grew up in Las Vegas. They've known each other since 16. You called that. I told okay. You. I told you. While being very attractive and just the sweetest looking person ever. No, they're going to love San I Francisco. I think a millionaire professional athlete. They named their kid Kyler. I'm out. Are we going to break Vital? I'm sorry. Ryan Tamari is going to join us in like three minutes. We're going to talk sports with him for like an hour. Jeff Grammer after that. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with us in the morning. Uh, I'll get it when we come back. FM, AM 610, the sports animal. You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your hosts, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. (laughs) All right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're outside the studio, we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. Joining us for the next one hours of the program, Ryan Tamari, former UNM Daily Lobo reporter. You did sports over at the Journal. You had a cup of coffee with the Isotopes. 
You um, now have a blood feud with multiple media outlets in town except for us. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Uh, the joke I can, the joke I normally make about myself in this town with the media, uh, I can't do on air right now. Okay, I'll, I'll save that for later. That joke will be available at all of our social media outlets here. at Talk ABQ. Find that today. Oh, this is going to be bad. I'm here all weekend. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for having me on, and I like that. To be fair. Yeah. To be fair, uh, but I, ha- I have to I have to pick your guys's brain for one second. Yes, you're you're, you're bashing on uh, my parents' motherland, that is the Garden State, the beautiful state of New Jersey. Hmm. I, I don't know what you guys said. Nothing. I'll let it fly your, today. Nothing against your parents, right? <laughs> nothing against the Sopranos. I'm just a big fan of pumping my own gas. But if you like, oh no, it changes your life when you don't have to pump your own gas. It it you don't have to get out of the car. Except, I don't accept that. If you shake the country, yes, like a like a Yahtzee cup, good good analogy, and then you pour out the country, yes, New Jersey something something New Jersey sucks. So New Jersey is the one state that would be in favor of thirteen months. I was hearing, I was, yeah, I heard you guys talking about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm going straight to the pop culture reference. There's a episode of The Simpsons. It's a tree off to far where uh, they mention. Um, uh, Marge is telling a story, and she's like the thirteenth day of the thirteenth month of the thirteenth year, and they cut to Homer, and it's like super cold. They're they're parroting um, night uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. and Homer looks at a calendar, and he goes, Ah, lousy smart weather. So there we go. Smart, March, March. March is your thirteenth uh, month. Okay, I like that. Thank I'll have to send you, you guys the the link to that. But yeah, right. that, that lousy smart weather. Well, you don't have to send it to us because we're very familiar with seasons one through seven of The Simpsons, uh, and that's when we surrendered our fandom was after that we we are on similar pages there i i consider like seasons like three through nine comedy gold but mm. you, van you were gonna say something there. I, i'm in, i'm indifferent <laughs> oh it's okay not a lot of strong yeah simpsons passion <laughs> uh you can find ryan tamari like every single day down at all in autographs that is correct we are located south of manal in on wyoming um it's the hoffman town Hoffman Town Square Center, not the Hoffman, not Hoffman Town Center. Um, and my joke with this is that we're nestled in between Twisters and the old Super Salad. But it's a, aside from that joke, um, it's a very awesome store. Uh, tons of memorabilia. I'd say maybe eighty-five percent. Me and the girl, yeah, me and the but, girlfriend's dad went in there the other day, man. Okay. So me and um, I, I, I don't know. How do you describe girlfriend's dad? That's the title I'm going to use. Girlfriend's dad. So we went in there, and you know I'm from. Maybe you don't know the Midwest. So I started looking for like Midwest sports memorabilia, and like right there on the wall is like autograph Stan Musial, autograph Stan Musial, uh, like world championship tickets. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm very happy about being here. And I said, Ryan, where's your WWE stuff? And he says, Well, <laughs> sorry, guy, we just have these two things. Aww. Aww. So I'm, I'm why? Because you only like like having people of class and substance in your is? store. Is that why? Uh. Maybe. <laughs> I, I can't even think of a good joke about Keep that. Keep out the riffraff. I'm very proud of, uh, the, I have to throw their names out there, Shane Westholter and April and uh, Chavez Geiser. Uh, it, his collection there, Shane's at the store. Um, I would say that my most prized piece there is um, not like the Lawrence Taylor. I'm a New York Giants fan, but not the Lawrence Taylor signed jersey that's framed. Uh, it's a Scott Hall and Kevin Nash um, signed Tag team super title sweet, belt. Super sweet. Yeah. Wolfpack. Super sweet. A signed belt? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Like you got tag the shippy team. boy. 
Surprised that didn't go missing on your last visit, Fred. So he did. I asked. Him, I, I said, Ryan, please remove this from the glass case, and he said, Not today. <laughs> he said, Show me the money. It was very. I, I had to uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. there. Yeah. There. So he did not. But anyway, so Ryan will be with us for the, the rest of the pro. Or excuse me for the rest of the hour. We're gonna have a lot of fun with him, talking sports, talking uh, pop culture, current events, life, and recapping season one through seven of The Simpsons. Fantastic. That's my normal Saturday morning. NFL talk. Van, your boys in Green Bay folded and decided to give Aaron Rodgers everything he wants, including the highest salary of all time and his favorite wide receiver and best friend, Randall Cobb. Isn't that great? Your team is so soft. Yeah. (laughs) So Vital, as everyone knows, is also a hardcore Packers fan. Front runner. And I was of the opinion that you take two hard stances. You either trade him for as many assets as possible, rebuild the team for Jordan Love, Mm -hmm. or you make him honor his contract or retire. And they folded like a Walmart tent and just gave in to all of his demands, brought back Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. Like, Aaron Rodgers' uncle works for the team now. The well, the new GM, it's now Aaron Rodgers Field, sponsored by State Farm. The new GM for the Green Bay Packers is Kevin Durant. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, that's how soft they are because they're super soft. That's, they're so soft. LeBron Two. didn't recruit anybody to go. Oh, that's a terrible. Game. No, Aaron did though. Aaron, Aaron yeah, said he, did. he said, yeah. "Listen, you, you remember my boy Randall? Yeah. Like he, uh, he played in Green Bay for like five minutes. Uh, he went to he went to Dallas. Actually, had a good season." Go get him. Get that boy from the University of Kentucky who produces standout wide receivers all the time. Green Bay was like, what? They could have got Julio Jones from the Falcons and been like the best quarterback receiver tandem. I mean, Rodgers, Adams, and Jones. Get out of here. Or they could have drafted, Those are new records. drafted somebody in the first round instead of a quarterback after what the year well, he I had. I think Jordan Love was a good get at that draft spot. So, anyways. Also, but instead they get Randall Cobb. They <laughs> Ordered Julio Jones on Wish, and then Randall Cobb. <laughs> it, it's quite be- Randall Cobb just shows up on the doorstep like it's not what I ordered. But it's it, it speaks to volumes about how great Rogers is that he's pulling weight to get a gentleman by the name of Randall Cobb back to Green Bay, and I'm sure Cobb's thrilled to be out of Houston in the debacle there. Yeah, yeah I didn't even I. I didn't even know where he went, to be honest. Yeah, he went to Houston after Dallas like for a, one season. He's a number two guy in Green Bay, and then he's like the eighth guy in Houston. Yeah. Well, in Dallas, he had a year. He had like 50, 50 catches, like close to 1,000 yards. That's like That's bad. a good year. Yeah. But he went to Houston, like brought in maybe 35, and was second tier to a second tier tight end. Like he was nobody. And the thing about Green Bay is this – help me out. I can never get this one out. Brian Guntisk? Gutekinsk. Thank you. Gutekinska. Gutekinska. Yeah. Right. So Gunkinski. Favre. Who is arguably like one of the best general managers, period. He does the best with the money and then his availability. Yeah. 100%. He just puts his team in the championship opportunity every single year. Aaron Rodgers says, he's not very nice to me. (laughs) I will give Aaron Rodgers props for showing up like a college kid. That doesn't know what he wants to do with his life <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wearing an Office t-shirt. I, I, I love a lot of comedy shows, and I'm not the biggest Office fan, but the uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but it was him and the bowl of chili. Yeah. It was Kevin that, from The Office. Yeah, it's Kevin from The Office. Yeah, yeah that was a brilliant shirt. 
Um, the thing I I really like Aaron Rodgers when he's not a detriment. I like Aaron Rodgers when he's got a cool mustache. Yes. I like Aaron Rodgers when he's dating the prettiest girls. I like Aaron Rodgers in all of these. I like Aaron Rodgers when he's trying to outchug his offensive lineman at him. Offensive lineman at a Milwaukee Bucks game. Impossible. Yeah, I'm into that. Take that, David Bottichinari. <laughs> I love that. Did you see the um, the pimped out golf cart that no. Bottichinari got for Rodgers? I Bro- did. It's so sweet. Is it sweet? Yeah. No, I didn't say that. It does sound like sweet. there is no love lost whatsoever for the MVP. Oh gosh, no. He shows up and he's Aaron Rodgers again. Teammates love him. Everyone's high fiving him and hugging him, ready to go to work. It's like a farewell tour for him. Like, hey, whatever you want. Uh, well, the boys go, love him for sure. Yeah, the boys love him. He's that employee. The fans love him too. Yeah, the still. fans love him. Yeah, all right. You know when you like say you like have a everyone except for Brian. Yeah. Who, by the way, only sets him up for success. Like, like he makes, like, like this is going to be a weird analogy, but he makes him, like, a delicious dinner every night of his life. But then Brian is like, hey, you got to do the dishes, dude. Yeah. And, and, and Aaron Rodgers is like, you mistreat me. You treat me so bad. Yeah, here, here's a top five defense. Here's yeah. a top five offensive line. Here's one of the top five receivers in football. But I did to get the stuff that I wanted. Yeah, I love that you. But ki- I wanted the popsicle too. Brian, why you kiss me so good, but you never cuddle me? That's what this is. Sure. Such a loser. And he spit. Rogers spit hot fire in his press conference. Does he rap now? Is he, he a rapper? Channeled channeled his inner Dylon. He's better than Porky Pig. Excuse it- me, notorious Pig. I don't, I don't, Very nice. I don't get that reference. It's from the, the, the new, new, space, the new space Jam. The guy that plays Kevin Malone in the office is named Brian Baumgartner. That's, that sounds like a baseball player. It does. That's a that's a very baseball name. Uh, Dan, back to your uh, Yeah, he put the Packers on blast. He named, like, what, like 10, 12 players that they got rid of? And Just it was like, rattled off, like, beloved locker room guys that they got rid of. Whew. And when you read the list, you're like, it's like Jordy Nelson, uh, Charles Woodson. Sucks. Yeah, they're all old and horrible. Yeah. Not Balaga. Hey, you were yeah. I got rid of Balaga. Peppers was the only one on that list that still had gas. He had well, he had game. Jordy Nelson. 40. Uh, they're old. I mean, he, he, he went to Carolina after the last year in Green Bay, had 13 sacks, and with Green Bay the year before, he had nine. I mean, nine sacks is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's that's the thing with Jordy so, Nelson. Don't Apple's tell oranges. me about production. I get it that these boys like hang out and play bones while they're on the road and like throw spades and everything, and they have just wonderful time. And they're... Jordy Nelson couldn't play when Jordy Nelson came out. Jordy Nelson was a punt returner at Kansas State, and they're like, "We're gonna make you the best wide receiver in the league." No, you're not. You're just a punt returner. You're a guy that catches balls from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, congrats. The, I, the I, best guy ever is giving them to you. I had no idea who Jordy Nelson was until he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That, when they beat the Steelers like 11 years ago. I had no clue who he was. He's he, a JV Ricky Prohl. Ooh, excellent reference. I got you. Deep dive. Yeah. You know who makes punt returners into wide receivers? Tom Brady. That's who does it. Well, also Aaron Rodgers. You just mentioned he just did. Yeah, he did. He just, just, did you did. just said he just did it. Aaron Rodgers, or as I always call him, number two to Tom Brady. I always say that at full. I always say that at full. You know that, because he's always going to be number two. He's twelve point two. Nice. I uh, somebody somebody during the uh, 
leading up to the AFC title game this year was like, you know, Tom Grady is the GOAT, but Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you have to s- take a step back and think about it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, you know, I, I was losing nights of sleep over that comment, and I don't have a dog in that fight. Well, Aaron Rodgers, all of his statistical metrics are better than Tom Brady. Astronomically. But there's one big, big leap. It's six more rings. That's a big deal. The argument, I think, is porous because, like, Matt Stafford would be ranked really high by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he he sucks. Well, he's been on the Lions his whole career. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. You 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 wait for this year. I I fear the Ram. No, I do not. You don't? No. They're going to be good. I think they're going to be, be good. I think they're they're going to be good. Very good. Yeah, I, they're going to be good. I think he'll be the best quarterback acquisition just because the kid in Indianapolis broke his leg yesterday or whatever. Nick Foles. No, he didn't break his leg. No, I'm saying they go after Nick. Go after Nick uh, Foles. The, and, and Foles reunion tour. Win a Super Bowl. Yes. While Carson Wentz is hurt again. Super hurt. Stays hurt. Steady hurt. Perma hurt. As a, as a, Consta hurt. As a New York Giants fan, it's, it's, it pains me. I'm going to miss Carson Wentz down in Philly. Yeah, that's a good point. Philly isn't. <laughs> no. That, He's like me. He's made out of porcelain and silly string. Like, yeah. Spider webs and, and hopeful wishes. Me and Carson Wentz are the only two people softer than Kevin Durant. That's a oh, bold, that's a bold take, Cotton. It's a bo- he's, he's it's a bouquet of softness. Kevin Durant is like if two thousand thread count sheets came to life in a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, like, he's that soft. And they caught the, just the most gentle breeze and, and made a beautiful dance in the air. Don't, that is Kevin Durant. Don't put any ideas in Disney for a Kevin Durant movie now. I think they should do it because it'll make zero dollars. <laughs> When we get back, Black Widow is suing Disney. I'm going to tell you why I love it, because I hated it. <laughs> Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Get down to Chisholm Trail before 10 a.m. today. Get your raffle tickets. Win a trailer. Call us. Tell us you won the trailer. Invite us on a trip. We go on said trip. We then ruin it. There's no punchline. That's just the plan. Perfect. We're yeah. going to do We're that. We're very good at that. We are insanely good at that. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. Text your boys. We'll text you. We're playing you on the Sports. We're having to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. ABQ Central. It's in the game. All right. From the texter, Van. From the texter, Ryan. You text the program, we'll text you. From 505. A vote or two of sorts. Keep daylight savings time. Ditch the 13th month idea. If any month change, make them two. First and second half months. That would make the change idea easy to eliminate. Ellipses, change the rules to punish the Astros. I love this. This is a very good text. I like the idea of punishing the Astros no matter what. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. Grow up. What are the chances that Texter is a Yankee or Dodger fan? What are the odds? 100%. Yes. 100%. Oh, my God. Carlos Beltran went to the Yankees. The Yankees are also accused of cheating. Okay. F. Altuve, though. I love how much brain space the Astros and Jose Altuve has in, in Yankee fandom when they chant F. Altuve 
and they're not even playing the Astros. You know, that's a thing. Yankees fans will just chant F Altuve, and they'll be playing the Rays. That is weird. It's so weird. So thanks for the free rent in your head, Yankees fan. But also, ditch the 13th month idea. I agree completely. I don't know why you want to keep adding 28 days to the year. You don't add anything, Fred. Okay. 13 months. (laughs) Smart. Four weeks. 28 days each month. They're all the same, okay? 13 times 28 is 364. Then you have one international holiday on the end where the world just shuts down for a day. Why are you? It's a genius you idea. You can't change the world. And by the way, do you even understand in the slightest amount how logistics work? You can't just tell like guys on a barge to be like, shut down for today. Okay. Well, the metric system, it worked for the metric system everywhere except for here. I have a very important question. What is the name of the holiday? Hmm. The holiday? Yeah. yeah. The international holiday. Yeah. What is that, Van? The end of the year. Well, hmm. okay. The well, All World's Day? Maybe. I haven't thought it out that much, Fred. Gosh. Maybe I just mentioned it would be so much easier to have 13 months because you didn't know what day it was this morning. I, all I'm saying is <laughs> I don't want to count my knuckles every time it's the 30 or the 31st. And I'm giving you a solution so you don't have to count your knuckles. I don't know why you're trying to go from Gregorian to Van Gorian calendar. And I, How do you not know how many knuckles you have? Why do you have to keep counting your knuckles? Well, when you bring back the Gregorian calendar, bring back Gregorian chant. That'd be fantastic. Well, I don't know what that is. Is that a drink? No. Um, I won't dive into it. <laughs> it's it's just they just like um yeah yeah it's Gregorian uh, shit. yeah yeah there you go I could fall asleep to that like that that's kind of like that thank you you're welcome you're hey, welcome you were, you for were... the 13 month idea and you're welcome for the Gregorian chant I mean what goes around comes around Fred was just giving me a hard time because I didn't know what day it was today apparently he didn't either so okay I did I'm just saying at least one of us did. I guarantee you Vital did. Vital knows what day it is. Vital always knows. EA Sports every year puts out Madden. They've been putting it out since 1993. This is a big deal to me because I own a copy of every single one except for last year, which was the first year that I abandoned the franchise. I, like you, Van, I am addicted to the player ratings, okay? It is so much fun every year to see where these guys are ranked, and it is so much fun to see people get butt hurt when they don't like their rankings the best part is the players who are a little bit crybabies yeah. like did you hear justin jefferson he was like oh i i don't remember the direct quote but he was like nah man i'm better than that yeah i do love that because it, it's like it's culture you gotta these prove kids, it these kids have never lived you, in a world a without you're a sophomore last year he's a rookie, rookie last year he, is he yeah. in his, he's you got more to prove justin be patient jj the nfl's like that you get two years you get two years prove it figured out you get your rookie year you get your sophomore slump and then you got to do your you got to do your thing year three that's how i feel all right i'm giving you we're gonna start with quarterbacks okay uh i'm just gonna go top fives because top tens I'll, well here's the top 10 but i don't worry about it. we're no talking matt ryan ryan Tannehill, dak prescott josh allen deshaun watson cool those are your top 10 but here's the top five at a 94 overall lamar jackson all speed all speed and arm strength. He's the guy who breaks the game. He's the Michael Vick guy. He's got to be the lowest in accuracy, right? They didn't break down his numbers here. I don't have the number breakdown the way you want. But Lamar Jackson, would you like when playing Madden? You're like that seems like the best, the fifth best quarterback. I'd be in. I I was playing the Madden Ultimate Team, and 
you play online and you know you gather players yes. from past. Okay, yeah, you know. And everybody that I played online had Lamar Jackson last year, and it was fairly unfair. Yes, it's headachey. But there's still no comparison to the '04 Michael Vick. That was just it was cheat code mm-hmm. itself. It was otherworldly. Russell Wilson with the tight overall at number four. Aaron Rodgers, number three, which leaves Tom Brady at 97 overall and Patrick Mahomes at 99 overall. Patrick Mahomes is now in year three as the highest rated Madden quarterback because he's the best quarterback in real life. That is correct. No argument for me. I would flip-flop Rodgers and Brady, but I'm not mad at the list at all. No. I would also have Josh Allen higher, but... He's got more to prove as well. Tom Brady's first two years on Madden was rated like a 50. Yeah. And then it so. just jumped to like 84, then 90, and he's been in the high 90s. It's because the Madden like guys years. didn't know anything about Tom Brady except for that frumpy mailman picture from the scouting combine. And he looks like a 50 in that picture. We have this talk regularly on the program. We don't like to reference the rookie year of Tom Brady whenever he and the New England Patriots triumphed over my St. Louis Rams in the Super Bowl uh, because that hurts my heart. It breaks my freaking heart. A a dynasty died that day, and a dynasty was born. I am very sad still about it. It hurt the Rams so much that they left town. Well, I mean, to be fair, fair, it was 15 years later. Oh, well. They left town. Well, the heartbreak doesn't go away. Running backs. Joe Mixon, nine. Ezekiel Elliott, nine. Josh Jacobs, eight. Saquon Barkley, seven, which I think is generous because he just stays on the shelf. Your boy Aaron Jones, six. Here's the top five. At a 94 overall, Alvin Kamara. You could wear your joystick out with Alvin Kamara and Madden. These These top five are all cheat code guys. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, who was a world beater last year. He's so good. Get this, Ryan. 300 carries. That's right. I forgot about that. 300 carries. And he's a college graduate as of yesterday, so congrats to him. After two knee surgeries, 300 carries. I do not care if professional athletes get their degree. I want to go on the record with that. That means nothing to me. I know. You you escape college to make millions of dollars. I'm like, forget your bachelor's in something I don't care about. It, it was right. all over the uh, the in- Instagrams this morning, like CBS and what? the others. Yeah, it was like, like, hey, congrats to Delvin Cook. So Stupid. That's why I threw uh-huh. that out there, because something relevant I saw this morning. Or, or irrelevant, if you'd. That's super stupid. I would not have got these tied for seconds, okay? Would you say at 96 overall, tied with 96 overall, would you say Nick Chubb is as good as Derrick Henry? No. No. I think I think Derrick Henry gets slated a lot. Why? Not, not just in Madden. Why? I think he's like probably pound. I mean, pound for pound, he's the best running back in the league. There's, I, 100%. Could not disagree. He I, should be a 99. Derrick Henry should be a max 85. attribute player. Yeah, he's not that good. Wait, what? Nick Chubb? He's not Nick that Chubb, good. Nick Chubb's not that good. No. He's... Top ten. I do not train. think number two. I I have my my quarrels with Nick this number Chubb. One. Chubb family. If you're listening, we're sorry. He's a very good athlete. He's not as good as Derrick Henry. Yeah, I have my quarrels with this number one. Ed Christian McCaffrey. It's like the Saquon Barkley. He's on the shelf. He gets hurt every time he gets hurt. He was a 99 last year. And that's like a special club. 
You in the '99 club? It's uh, there, there's like seven or eight guys this year. It's like Aaron Donald, Patty, Patrick, um, Jalen Ramsey, who I would say his mouth is a '99 if they had that rating. It's like talking. Good, it's a good. He's very good at football. Yeah. And then me and Vital's boy Devontae Adams. Wide receivers: Allen Robinson at number ten, Mike Evans at number five, Amari Cooper at eight. Hey, which could do better? Like, could for real? He could do better. Keenan Allen at seven, Michael Thomas at six, and here's your top five. Julio Jones at ninety-five overall. Okay. Sure. I don't know in Tennessee. You I don't. Can, you can make an argument that Jones could be second. Because he's going to make Tannehill so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Tannehill was in the top ten this year. Of good for him. Madden quarterbacks. Very good for him. Shouldn't be. He's a nobody. <laughs> Stefan Diggs at number four is a ninety-seven overall. League leader in receptions and yards last year. He deserves a big bump. Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins tied for second. But I'm going to put Tyreek Hill at actual second and DeAndre Hopkins at third because DeAndre Hopkins doesn't believe in science. Yeah, yeah, there's that. So there's that. Oh, he's one of those. Does Madden incorporate uh, COVID into their game this year? Um. Yeah, I don't think decision-making skills factors into their, their numbers. <laughs> Logic and reason don't factor into your Madden rating. What was DeAndre Hopkins' rating again? 98 overall, and tied with Tyreek Hill, 98 overall. He was 99 last year. When you enter, it, let's say they, they entered logic and reason into overall ratings. He, he drops down to down, a 95. Yeah. No, no. He drops down to like 12. <laughs> and I'm not one who usually lambasts appearance, but he's got a weird haircut. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong on this one. Okay, it's not kid in play, so don't think it is. Wrapping out this segment and the top seed of wide receiver – your boy, they could never get any help. <sighs> Devontae Adams, 99 club. Only reason he's that good is because Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the ball. I don't get any help in Green Bay. <sighs> Devontae Adams leaves the Packers and leaves Aaron Rodgers. He turns into Randall Cobb immediately. That's another bull take, Packer fan. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to see him play with Derek Carr again. That's, I'm being a Mountain West honk. Fresno they, State boys. They want to give Danica a bobblehead. <laughs> Hate Aaron Rodgers. Miles Garrett over Khalil Mack was very bold. Edge rushers are important in Madden because that's who you play on defense. Yeah. Get all the sacks. I used to wreak havoc with the 07 Giants. Of it was course. amazing. Michael Strahan. OCU Manura. Well, I mean, no one would have named that one off the top of their head. Oh, I would have. I love saying that out loud. Usi you, Minora. Ah, uh, you're talking about American Ninja Warrior broadcaster Kamir Bajabi Amelia? It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's true that you, you learn something new every day. I did not know he was on that, or unless you're making a joke. But I am not. Absolutely oh, wow. not. See, you learn something new every day. Where's your boy Fletcher Cox at? He's like 96. Number two overall in defensive tackle. So there you go. I like it. I like Madden. I like playing it with the boys. I don't like playing it by myself. I don't like playing it with strangers. But it's, it's one of those fun – it's like a golden tee. It's good to beat your friends. No love for safeties no, this year. Don't care about that. The Honey Badger is the highest safety at he's 95. Garbage. He's garbage. That's weird. The, the best safety got a 95. He used to be good like five years ago, and then I don't know what happened. 
he's still the best in the business. Nah. What are you talking about? Maybe just in the video game. Okay. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm throwing at Tyrone Matthew. Throwing at him. Not even afraid. Not even worried. Brady wasn't. No, no one was. He's garbage. Great nickname. One of the best. He takes what he wants. Who's Buddha Baker? Cardinal safety? He got He's very good. Yeah, he got uh DK Metcalf is the guy that ran him down last year in that Sunday night game that Hey, where's DK Metcalf on my wide receiver list? Because I think he's the best in the league. We just had this talk yesterday. He should be top ten, right? I think DK Metcalf is so special. Because he's your fantasy keeper. Don't try to blow smoke. There's a lot of truth in what you just said. <laughs> Taking a break. When we get back, more sports talk with Ryan Tamari. You getting back in the sports game for regular? We'll talk about it when we get back. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. I used to broadcast for Southern Illinois University for the women's softball team. And it was the year this song came out, and this was the warm-up music the team would do on the field. Whenever the chorus would hit, they would stop taking, like, fungos and infielders and do a little dance. That's adorable. It was adorable. That's cute as a Chinese baby. They would say, shut up, and and the crowd would do it. And I'm like, a broadcaster, I'm like, can we just start the game? Can we just get going? Covering the Salukis, huh? Actually, the Cougars. It was the Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Ah, the Salukis are Carbondale. My mistake. That's all right. Didn't make any common, common mistake. And this thing I'm saying out loud. Who sings that song? I, I blocked it out of my head a long time ago after I heard it a couple times. I was like, I don't want you inside my brain. So I forgot it on purpose. It's beyond poppy. It makes soda look flat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hear the name and I'm going to regret it later. I, I know I know it. It's going to bother me. I know the chorus. It's in my head. From the texter. <laughs> Declaration. The texter, who aforementioned earlier, was in fact a hater of everything. Also the Dodgers and the Yankees. Mm. But they're a fan of everything. Padre, Tiger, Pirate, and maybe the Twins. Rooting and if we for, don't I name... Like rooting for small market teams. I like that. I can ride with the Padres. We were told... If we don't name the holiday and the universal day, it's not even a valid idea, says the texter. I agree completely. Not to change the subjects, the name of the band is Walk the Moon. Did you come up with that? No, I Googled it. Oh, I should have known it. Yep. Classic Ryan mess around. You should not have known that. Russell Westbrook traded Russ to the Los Angeles Lakers. You see the deal? Yes. I didn't see the deal. I don't know. Kyle Kuzma. Don't care. Uh, Harrell, who just, like, signed with them the Lakers last year. See ya. And I forgot the third person. I think he's got three names. Still doesn't matter. Caldwell Pope. That's right. So, Russ, who was in Washington. By the way, poor Washington teams. Like, if you're a Washington fan, all your favorite players are gone. The amount of jerseys that are on clearance right now. At the Washington Sporting Goods stores, too damn high. 
So Russell Westbrook, he goes to Are LA. Are you excited for all these Washington sports jerseys, third world countries? <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. You buy one now and you hold on to it for like 10 years and then it's a throwback. Yeah, then it's cool and retro and later. Cool. I'm not a uh, big jersey guy, but I bought a Victor Cruz jersey in Vegas. And I alcohol may or may not have been involved. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And that's like the only jersey I have. I just rep the team. I know that's a very odd take, but that's how I roll. I'm not a fan of player names on jerseys. Every jersey I own is like blank on the back. That's not true. I got a mutual. I just lied. I just told a fabulous lie on air. I don't wear, but I wear shirzies. It's a different energy. Oh, Fred lied on air. (laughs) How unusual. (laughs) I'll show myself out. So Russ Westbrook looked in the mirror today, realized he was 33 years old, and said, I got to do anything I can do to get a ship. Is that about right? The problem is trading Russell Westbrook to the Lakers makes them more exciting, makes them more fun to watch but it does not help them whatsoever in the playoffs next year. What? It doesn't make them a better team. Why are you saying that? Okay, how many ships does Russell Westbrook have? Zero. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Cool story, bro. (laughs) I can defend it. He's an L.A. guy. He went to UCLA. He's probably excited to be back home. But this creates a huge dilemma for the Lakers because they have zero bench. It's like down to... Like, they're going to have, like, an eight-guy rotation. And it would be painful basketball to watch. Which starts in, like, three weeks. Right. Great offseason, NBA. Way to way to rest those injured players. By the way, half of them are in the Olympics. That's true, too. I, I felt bad for Devin Booker and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Like they, For winning a ship? No, not for winning a title. Oh. <laughs> but having to fly across the world and land in Tokyo at, like, 1 a.m. and then you're playing basketball again. Yeah, no big deal. And not getting paid to do it. Well, you got to do it for the love, right? Oh, that's all. That's all these guys do is they do it for the love. Look at Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Good point. He already got the dollars, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Like he knows where his career is at. He will do the exact thing you have to do to fit in in LA to win a ship. Like he will be that whatever. Like there's a couple guys that play basketball right now. If they look at you and they say you are this role, you say yes. And one of those guys is LeBron James. If LeBron James says, hey, West, um, yeah, you're going to pass me the ball a lot? Oh, okay. Cool. No problem. Got you, coach. I mean, he's already averaging, I don't know, he's already had games where he's had like 20 assists. What, why should he complain? You don't need trip dubs. No. You don't need them. That's, need the, that's, the, that's the conversation, right? Is like you're not triple-double guy anymore. That is. You're, you're, yeah. you're team contributor guy now. I think if I'm LeBron, I sit down and wave the old man finger at him and be like, well, listen here, Mm -hmm. and you're going to pass the ball to myself or AD. You should always – that's the formula. Right. And, like, how does LeBron win ships with the trio? Yes. Yeah. And LeBron is always – He plays more in the paint. Correct. Yeah, LeBron is at his best when he gets to be a, a forward hybrid. Like he should not be a point guard. He should not be a center. Forward hybrid LeBron is the best LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's scary LeBron. That's uh, yeah. I'm a kind of what Giannis I think did. That's my personal opinion. I'm not X's and O's guy. Um, just from what I was watching. But yeah, that that's that's the LeBron that 
you know, turn it on against San Antonio and against the Monstars. Yes, against the Monstars. Excuse me, that's a goon squad. He didn't play oh, the sorry. He didn't play the Monstars. You've been excused. <laughs> and if you're like if you're Russell Westbrook, like you already had what I would argue are like very legitimate shots. You had a legitimate shot when you're in Oklahoma City. You had a legitimate shot when you're in Houston, and the way you were doing it, you were a loser. You lost. You did not do it. You were you were failing. You got to go pay attention to LeBron now. You got to go do exactly what he says. Or else. you get cut or you <laughs> or you're gone. You're gone immediately. They're going to find a way to trade Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul like before the season happens. So they never he never plays a minute in Los Angeles even though he's from there and he's wanted to be on the Lakers his whole life. He's finally on the Lakers. But LeBron wanted Chris Paul this whole time. That would be a fantastic storyline. I would love it. You could you could be hates NBA guy and still be like, this is an all time sinking ship. It's great. I was just now looking at the bench for the Lakers, and you're absolutely correct. Yeah, I could play for them. I could sit on the bench. There's no backup point guard. It's just Russell Westbrook. There's no backup power forwards or centers. There's like that McKinney kid. I guess can come in the small forward and play for LeBron, but he won't. So it leaves Reeves, who I already think is suspect as shooting guard, and that uh, a Yai or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. He's not bad. Yeah, he's not good. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. You could quote me on this. Okay. Every halfway decent player will take minimum veteran yeah. minimum contract to chase a ring with LeBron in L.A. LeBron's going to be like, hey, put you on the payroll for my production company. Yeah. We'll slide you a couple mil under mm-hmm. the table. I'll I'll, I'll Get you in on the. I got the best investment guys. I'll hook you up with my investment guy. Cameo in Space you don't, Jam Three. You don't need this. Yeah, exactly. You don't need this seven hundred fifty grand. Don't worry about that. You're gonna make it on the back end, brother. Hear me out, Ray I just Allen. Need you to grab some boards. I need you to hear me out, Ray Allen. Here's the pitch. <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth two. Mm. We can make it. Mm. All you got to do is pop threes from the corner, dog. Mm. You ready? Is that Who love of the game. Get? Love of the game. That is who do they get? He got game. He got game. Couple well, for the love of the he got game. <laughs> Fourteen minutes from Jeff Graham. We're going to talk stadium. Forty-five minutes from Josh Pitbull Torres. We're going to grab a break and come back. Wrap up NBA talk. Ryan Tamari's been sitting with us all hour. He's so good. Thank you. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by Dynamics Copinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline five zero five two four six zero six ten. We're playing again with I nine Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots ninety five point nine FM AM six ten. The Sports Animal three eleven is coming to Isleta this summer. Don't know if you guys saw that. That is, if everyone follows the freaking rules. The world's going back into lockdown. You get it. You better be careful. It Mask is, up. It is ravaging the Delta variant. Is ravaging the South and the Midwest right now, and it's coming our way like a black cloud. I mean, it's twenty twenty one. It's just a cloud. Just a cloud. Excuse me. Thank you. I have to be politically correct. After Van lambasted Black History Month earlier, yes, I did not. I lambasted all the other months for being longer. You still don't get this. I'm taking Van's side on this. Thank you. Fred, open your ears. And the rest will follow? 
NBA is at the Olympics. So Kevin Durant became the all-time leading scorer in Olympic basketball history. I do not care. He passed Carmelo. So exciting. You know he's not better? Two losers. <laughs> <laughs> you put Kevin Durant in a three-on-three basketball game? Half court. Half court. How is he the fourth best player on three-on-three basketball? Yeah, that's true. Hey, tweet at Kevin Durant. But like his real Twitter, like his hidden one. Congrats, loser. He's only a loser because of his personality, attitude, demeanor, and existence. Like his play on the court is very good. Oh, he's second or third best player in the NBA. Yeah. And there's no doubt about it. He's a very talented guy, and he works very hard. His uh, his antics on the Twitterverse, uh, they rub me the wrong way as well. So soft. Insanely soft. So soft. If I was that good and that had that kind of money and that kind of fame, I would give to you know what. I would not care. I would give. What are what are those pillows called when they're filled with uh, bird leaves? What is that? Down. Down. Yeah. My pillow. A down pillow. He's softer than a down pillow. That, I mean, what is that joke? <laughs> That's a want, long way around to that. I just wanted to say bird leaf. <laughs> was that your goal for the day yeah. on the show? Yeah. I just uh, want to say that. I woke up today, and I told myself I'm going to say bird leaf at least, at least once today. My boy. Mission accomplished. My word of the day is bamboozled. Bamboozled? Yeah. I bamboozled you guys with that bird leaf joke. You, you most certainly did. It's not a joke. It was just you spouting. Jason Tatum came back to life. My boy, Jason Tatum, from my hometown. I guess he was nursing a knee injury and no one knew about it. Okay. Sit out. It's the yeah. Olympics. Okay, good job, Jason, against Iran and the Czech Republic. I hope they get their rematch against the uh, French. (laughs) We will not surrender this time. Can Greg Popovich save his reputation because this team advanced to the knockout round? No. Uh, Easy answer for you there, no. No. This team's not built for Popovich's isolation, pick-and-roll type game. Like the whole world plays. Like everyone in the in the world except for the NBA plays that game. I love as Americans and the sports fans how we complain about Team USA. Like, this is our C squad over there. And yet Kevin Durant and Damon, you know, Damian Lillard are still on it. There's quality players, but it's like you listen to the pundits of the world. It's like. Well, the, the thing is the way it's done. Like every country that's not America. Like America is just like, oh, you're a really good athlete that doesn't want to play football? Cool, you're a basketball player. And you can be the best in the world at it. But, like, Spain and Italy and Australia, and I don't know anything about Iran, but, like, all these other countries are like, we're actually going to start academies. So, like, when you're, like, eight years old, we're going to pluck you. We're going to put you in school. We're going to take you away from your family. We're going to pay your family. This is a very umbrella academy. And they're like, and you're going to grow up in a basketball culture, all playing the same game, and it's become second nature. By the way, Patty Mills is a world beater now when he plays the Australian system that he grew up in. And America's like, no, we're just going to throw some guys out there. I mean, the French had Rudy go. The the starters on the French team are Evan Fournier. I can't say it, Fournier. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Yeah. The rest of the world is like, do you suck at soccer? Are you tall? Yeah. Welcome to our yeah. basketball academy. Here's what we're going to do, Russia. We're going to flip a coin. You can play basketball or volleyball. Those are the only two because you can't play soccer. You know, once Russia, like, takes on basketball, like, really cares about basketball, they're yeah. going to be the monsters, mm-hmm. right? 
all just juiced up and like one guy is like part silverback gorilla like one guy is like he's got like a one guy's the center has like a giraffe neck Dolph he's Lundgren. like i'm sorry to make yeah. that reference yeah. no, it'd always be, Dolph Lundgren's it, the strength it, and conditioning it, coach it would be so great if he just took the court and, well, goes, and they die and they die head coach they, they, they. head coach Karolinko is like all right here's the thing boys it's like uh Everyone is Arbita Sabonis's like great nephew. They're like, no, they're not nephews. They're clones. Yeah, <laughs> they're clones of like the ten greatest basketball players. Like they hire like Russian mail order brides to like steal Kevin Durant's hair follicles, and, the- and, like, and they clone <laughs> and they clone and they clone Kevin Durant, then pump him full of steroids his whole life. And they practice. And then like, twenty years later, they got Mecca Kevin Durant on Russia. They practice in like a seedy basement with like a sound system that's pumping Nazi or communist propaganda. Like, well, Nazi is actually not Russia. That would be. I, I, I know. That's the opponent. Of the, right. No, I I know that. Yeah. I, they really they I do know. red scare them into like only playing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's only basketball. Hey, all like all those jokes aside, I'm not wrong. Like USA is like we're just gonna throw some guys off the streets in there, and the rest of the world is like, we we literally culture these children from from prepubescent age to become as like as good or better than you. USA will not win gold. USA will not be the Olympic champion. They're still an overwhelming favorite. Absolutely. All right. When we get back from the break, we'll figure out our bet because I bet USA basketball wins gold. Well, it's Jeff Grammer, so we're going to do that first. Okay. Ryan, thank you for taking the time with us this past hour. Anything before we let you go? No, thank you guys for having me. And, again, uh, visit all in autographs, uh, Wyoming and Manal, for your memorabilia needs. Oh. Did so good today, man. It was great having you. I appreciate you guys having me. It was a lot of fun. You're very funny looking. You're very funny on the radio. (laughs) I have a face for radio. We'll take a photo before you go. Uh, Jeff Grammer, we're going to effort whenever we get back. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown in Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 10 a.m. on March, March 31st. Is it? According to your logic, did you count that on your knuckles? There's knuckle dragging, there's knuckle counting, and then there's knuckling up. Last Friday, one day before we go on the show, we're here every Saturday morning on the Sports Animal. The city released a feasibility study about placing a new 10 to 12,000 person stadium more than likely downtown. We didn't have time to really break down the 400 page feasibility study. So the same way I do with my medicine and politics and pop culture, I go to experts, and that's why we brought in Jeff Grammer. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. I don't know about the expert statement. I'll, I can find one for you, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do what journalists do best. I'll make it up as I go. So uh, you guys let me know what you need to know. That <laughs> is the kind of professionalism we seek on this program. Humble professionalism. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, actually, you don't notice him when he writes for the journal, but he actually puts the word opinion in front of everything. That way it doesn't have to actually be factual at and, all. And remember, I'm, I'm, I'm a journalist who can't spell Jeff right, and I can't spell grammar right. It's E-R at the end, and I, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've screwed it up since day one. So, Geoff Grammar is joining us on the program to talk about the stadium downtown. Jeff, um, I, I got the study. It's available to everyone on 
the city's website if you have interest in really diving into the 400 pages. A lot of it is talking about comparable stadiums and projects across like the rest of the country. What was your big takeaway from this feasibility study? What was your big takeaway from the proposed downtown United Stadium? A few things. One is um, <clears throat> I think what you have to do to start, and, and this isn't to, to, to swing anybody one way or the other, but I'm going to explain that while they call this a feasibility study, and they did spend $400,000 in, in, in taxpayer money already for this study, the, the company that did it, CAA Icon, it's a branch of CAA Sports and their sports agents that represent some, some of the biggest pro athletes and all that too, but they also have various divisions of their of their company, which includes stadium building. Um, this company does build stadiums and, and will probably at one point at least put a bid in, if not actually get the contract to, to build the stadium. Um, but, but it is worth noting that while they call it a feasibility study, they only used good examples. They only used examples of where cities had downtown stadiums built, and it worked out tremendously. And there was a revitalization in downtown area, you know, thanks at least in part to the stadium. They did use examples where stadiums were privately funded. They Not all the examples they gave that were good examples were, um, you know, actually publicly funded stadiums. So it's worth just, just to throw the grain of salt in there take the study with a grain of salt because they only used examples that worked really well. A feasibility study, by the definition, you would hope, would be to see if it's actually feasible to do this, if it's going to work for the downtown area, if it's going to work for the community. And the market analysis and all that kind of stuff, none of it really shed any kind of doubt or skepticism on whether or not this would work. They basically did a study to prove why a stadium would work as opposed to see if a stadium would work. So all that's the grain of salt to start all of this with. Um, when they are comparing it to other um, venues in the market, in, in the Albuquerque area market, um, while they do call it a multi-use stadium, they they do really only compare it to Isleta that they compare it to, but everything else is a sports stadium. So they weren't com- comparing it necessarily, at least not in depth, to other venues that, that regularly do concerts other than one, which is Isleta. And they don't really compare it to the like the Hispanic Cultural Center. I know they keep saying they're going to use it as an arts venue. They didn't really compare it to other things like the convention center or or to the Hispanic Cultural Centers, places that do things that they say they're going to do at the stadium. So those are all the kind of nuggets to start the conversation off with. That doesn't mean they shouldn't do all this. It just means that the feasibility study probably wasn't as much a feasibility study as it was kind of a, a, a report to sway people's opinion toward the downtown stadium so bam right off the bat people's number one concern is cost how much is this proposed stadium going to cost and where's the funding coming from so that's uh the million or more than that dollar question the uh the stadium they came up what the study came up with was four kind of um ideal sites and then two of those they called preferred sites we're in the range of about 65, 64, 65 million dollars to 70 million dollars for the stadium. Of that, none of this includes land acquisition costs, and the city does not own all of the land in any one of the four locations that this report says. So there's going to be more costs, and then probably into the the millions. Some of the locations might be many millions to, to acquire the land if they even can. All, all if this gets approved. So I, I would say it's safe to say the stadium's going to be in the ballpark of about $80 million. 
of which the city has agreed to pay $50 million of it, if, if passed. Again, all of this is couched with the if passed in November on a bond question. Um, the city's going to pay $50 million. Now, the state of New Mexico, over the past two legislative sessions, has already earmarked $9 million. We reported in after the 2020 legislative session, state lawmakers who, who basically all get a, a chunk of money every year that they can throw at different projects. A lot of times people are, you know, it's kind of controversial stuff. They throw it at their pet projects is, is how it kind of gets described a lot. But that is part of the lawmaking process is lawmakers get to put money towards projects in their communities that they think are important. And in 2020, lawmakers set aside $4.1 million dollars towards a downtown, or I shouldn't say downtown, then it was just a stadium project, towards a stadium project. That $4.1 million helped pay for this $400,000 study so far. Um, this past legislative session, the first year that the state of New Mexico has actually made this list public, and you can see exactly how much money every lawmaker put towards capital outlay projects, this session they got $4.9 million. So the stadium already has $9 million in state funding. So if the city gets $50 million, the state has already earmarked $9 million, including $4 million from Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham herself this past session. Um, and all of this is public record, too, on the state's legislative website. You can see exactly how much money every lawmaker put towards every project. They've already got $9 million towards this in state money. If they get, I don't know, let's just say they got $4.1 and $4.9 in the last two sessions. Let's just add another 4 from the next legislative session. They're already up to $13 million in state funding that's going to come in. At any point, you know, there could be a, a private-public partnership in some of the funding. The county, Bernalillo County, can start throwing some money at this. So I, I don't think they're going to have a problem getting to $80 million if it is approved by the city to, to eat off the biggest chunk, which is $50 million. So I think it's going to be an $80 million stadium when you throw in the land cost acquisition or the land acquisition cost. And uh, I think the city is on the hook for about $50 million if, if approved. Without explaining what capital gains is for the friends of the show, um, Google it if you're not familiar. In the feasibility study, did it talk at all about, like, capital gains tax? Did it talk at all about, like, the money that could be reinserted into the state and the city? So um, very – I wouldn't – I, my my main answer would be no. Yeah. What it does it doesn't talk a lot about how this is going to be paid for, but what it does talk about is what a stadium can bring in. So kind of um, I guess superficially a little bit, it, it talks about how how the 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 stadium can kind of fund itself or pay itself back. And there's a little bit about that, like kind of how the money gets reinserted into the community in different ways. So it talks a little bit about that stuff, but I wouldn't say this study. Like if you're looking for an answer on all that. You're, this study is not going to be where to find it. Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal. And I don't know if you're familiar, Van, of Talking Grammar. Um, I have it on Apple Podcasts. I don't know how everyone else gets it in the world. What do you usually suggest, Jeff, when you're telling people about the podcast? Podcast um, or Apple Podcasts is, is pretty much what I went with for a long time. I, you, you can get it on Spotify, too. Um, but, yeah, the Apple Podcasts is what I usually it's a, push. It's a very good sports-centric podcast. Uh, your Anthony Mathis one was a hit for me. Uh, but, anyways, check that out on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of podcasts and Jeff's opinion on sports. Back to the, Back to the stadium. Um, revitalization, right? Downtown. We got every, every big metropolis in the country is like, we're going to rebuild downtown. That's our goal. That's our plan. If this thing's ended up being a parking structure and, like, a condo, like, I'm going to be beyond disappointed. Like, what is the bigger picture 
for the downtown if the stadium is the idea to revitalize? I, I will say this, and this is um, this is not a not a knock on anybody else or or any other. I guess there haven't been a whole lot of new stadium projects in, in recent years in, in New Mexico. But one thing I would say for the for the New Mexico United ownership group is I don't think they would allow whether it be pride or however you want to say it. I don't think they would allow their stadium, um, which, which and it will be their stadium, even though they're the tenants and it will be owned by the city. Everyone will know this as the United Stadium, just as they know Isotopes Park as where the Isotopes play. They call it the Isotopes Stadium, even though the city technically owns that one too. So United Stadium, I don't see the ownership group and, and really the fan base either of New Mexico United allowing this to end up being just a big concrete jungle of paved parking lots around the stadium and a and, uh, vanilla kind of stadium if, if approved i do foresee a lot of um you know coffee shops breweries a lot of little businesses popping up in the area around the stadium and that that's sort of a sort of the next step of what people again if approved what people need to start looking at is it's not just the big plot of land that the city ends up buying for the stadium but what what is the surrounding area just immediately around the stadium and immediately around the parking lot areas that they're gonna they're gonna do? Who owns it? Um, I, I will point out that some of the New Mexico United ownership group has a lot of downtown land. They own a lot of the land in the downtown area, and so what will they do with it? Can they sell it to restaurants? I I do think that that will happen with this, just because I don't think the ownership group is gonna allow their stadium not to be sort of a vibrant, um, good example to the rest of the USL, they sort of have a, a pride factor on the line. And that's not a bad thing. If, if you're if you're going to be building with public money a stadium like this, you better hope that the tenant is going to invest some of their money. I know the Isotopes have, have done that. In 2001, when their stadium, the, the, there's going to be a lot of comparisons to Isotopes Park. In 2001, the voters approved a $25 million improvement and renovation of the old sports complex, the, the old sports stadium, rather, Albuquerque Sports Stadium, which is where the Dukes had played until they um, became a defunct organization. And that $25 million, the, the question at the time was, do you want to build it downtown or do you want to just re, um, refurbish, if you will, the, uh, the sports complex? And when they did that, the ownership group of the Isotopes while they got $25 million in public funding, they up front came up with $2 million to start the revitalization of their own stadium. Like they, they bought the scoreboard. They started doing things. And every year the Isotope ownership group invests in their own stadium. I think the United ownership group would do the same, you know, whether it be through other partnerships or whatever. They would be the ones on the hook for if you want this to go from a 10,000 to a 15,000 seat stadium, it would probably be United that would have to pay for those upgrades. And I think they would do those things. And that includes around the stadium too. 2.097 million people. The last census, New Mexico just went over 2 million people. Everybody gives $2 and 50 cents. Oh gosh. Bam. There's your 50 million. (laughs) Let's just start a GoFundMe. Me and Fred. Start a GoFundMe, bing, bang, boom, $50 million. You in, Jeff? You got my vote. You got Sweet. my vote. Like, I don't even know why that's not, you know, they're standing on the back of a pickup last Saturday saying, hey, we need you to go vote for this. Why, why they didn't just bring that up from the start, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Just pass a bucket around. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a it, cowboy boot. Yeah, put the, <laughs> pass the boot around. What's, uh, what's the biggest opposition to this stadium being built downtown or this stadium being built yeah. at all? So there's a couple things that I think are, are going to be the biggest hurdles for this. First of all, uh, I'll I'll say that 
the reason I think this will probably ultimately get passed is is I don't know that many there's a lot of lawmakers that are already very publicly all in on this, and I don't think any of them did that blindly. I think they they all did it very calculated, and I think they know that they will get the support needed for this. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of opposition. There's just general opposition to any public funding for something like this for a private entity. And, and remember, like, let's catch this the right way. They This is a private group that the city of Albuquerque is buying a stadium for. They hope it will help the community, but they are buying it for a private ownership group. They're not buying it for a public t- team. They're not buying it for the state of for University of New Mexico or New Mexico State University, which are state institutions that get scrutinized all the time, by the way, when they you know, have financial issues, which they've had a lot of but um, not to the tune of $50 million or an $80 million stadium. But when they're over budget by about 500000 there's lawmakers coming out of the woodwork to criticize UNM. In this case, there's a private ownership group that wants their 30-year soccer team to have a stadium, and there's lawmakers lining up to be a part of it, to put on the jersey and, and get in the photo op. So I don't think they're doing all that without a very calculated understanding that they're going to get the support they need. But the opposition to this is going to come from a few places. One is – there's always opposition to publicly funded um, projects like this, no matter what. Just philosophically, there's a lot of people that don't think this should happen. There's going to be a lot of people that live in downtown Albuquerque that say, I don't want my neighborhood to have a, a stadium by it. I think that's going to be one of the big kind of roadblocks for this stadium. One of the challenges is they've already said, we will not start buying land or we will not pick one of those four locations until the voters approve the project. So they're going to go to the ballot in November, voters, not knowing where the stadium's going to be. They're going to say, yes, I want a stadium, or no, I don't, but they're not going to actually know where they're voting for the stadium. So the city will make that decision after it gets approved, if it gets approved. And that's going to be a challenge because there's some people in downtown Albuquerque that say, I'm not going to vote yes because they might put it in my backyard. If I know it's going to be in that other location, I would vote yes, but I'm not going to do it if I don't know whether or not I'm going to have a home. And or if my home's going to be next to the stadium. So that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. And, and I do think that there's some other challenges to all this. Um, a downtown indoor arena might have a better opportunity for UFC or some indoor concerts in the winter months, those kind of things. We do have Tingley Coliseum, the state-owned facility. It could probably use a little sprucing up. But um, there's a lot of people that think a, a downtown indoor arena as opposed to an outdoor soccer stadium would be better use in downtown Albuquerque. Read Jeff regularly on the Albuquerque Journal. Listen to Jeff monthly on his podcast, Talking Grammar. One final question before we cut you loose, Jeff, and by the way, you're a world of knowledge and a plethora of information. Van and I, and we're going we're gonna to include you right now on air, we're interested in naming the press box at the new stadium the boys' press box. Uh, we don't know what that donation will take. We just need to know that you're in on the group, Jeff. So, <laughs> we, I'm 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 open. I'll tell you what. I'm open to all kinds of ideas for naming rights. I I think naming rights is an untapped, you know, just wonderful place to to get revenue. Obviously, but I don't know why every bathroom in a stadium is that doesn't have a naming rights. I mean, I, you're telling me I can't get a urinal by Oaks Park when I've covered eighty games yeah. there this year. Yeah. That's the West Wing, but it's it's the West Wing grammar, but it's really just a urinal. But he, yeah. he puts a classy name on it. Jeff Grammer, you are too much fun, and you are too good at this for us. So thank you so much for slumming this weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Jeff. What a world of knowledge. we got to have him on more often. We do. We talked just- to him. 
He's just, just too good. We go to everything, right? Like, it, like we joke about, like, hey, we're sports adjacent, and, and we have a lot of fun talking movies and pop culture. And but we go to everything, and Jeff is at everything. Correct. Very nice guy. We should get a say in what the press box looks like. Here, here's my thing with, like, downtown neighborhoods who are worried about a stadium moving in. You know I live Borellis adjacent. Yes. Freaking adjacent. Yeah. I live streets away from Borellis. Correct. And I love it. It's an old historic community in Albuquerque. They need to get a housing covenant and get direct outlines of what Borellis actually is and make sure no new apartment complexes, no new whatever their housing covenant decides. You're old man only right now. Yes. Yeah. So you keep historic Borellis neighborhood, South 4th Street neighborhood, you keep that historic like it is, and then you renovate the rest that doesn't match. The only people who care about historic Borellis' neighborhood is Borellis. Borellis, yeah, correct. Yeah. From the texter, the problems and reasons for voting against the stadium is the use of public money and offering a public land and the development of the economy by a government that favors a private group for private use. Oh, gosh, it's hard to argue with that. You have to make sure that the dollars that come in come out in the exact percentage that they go in for the investment. So if the United come in at 50%, I love the idea of them keeping 50% of revenues. If the city and the state and the taxpayer and everyone involved comes in at 80%, 80% of revenues have to go back into the state, the community, and, and TIFs or whatever that's going to benefit um, that area of the city and those individuals that have helped fund it. That's my kind of takeaway from it. You think that's going to work, though? No. Okay. What they're getting back is tax revenue. Yeah. By revitalizing an area Capital that game. they're not getting any revenue from. I agree completely. Yeah. There's like five businesses down there right now. And one's a subsidized rail company that fixes trains. It's not even a real thing. If it's not a luxury train, I'm not in. We've, we've been over that ad nauseum. Josh Pitbull, Torres will join us in 10 minutes. So we're going to take a break, talk sports till he gets here. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing a game with 99 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D, Sports Animal. We're like, I don't know, seven minutes away from... Josh Pitbull Torres. He's fighting tonight? Tonight. Oh, my gosh. He's joining us on fight night. He's probably he's probably been up since 4 in the morning, ran a few miles. Yeah. Stretched. He's probably had like two meals, super high-protein meals already today. I'm going to sound like a real like homer here, but boxing greater than MMA. That's my opinion. You are old man slow. I am old man slow. Yeah. It goes like this. WWE, boxing, MMA. That's the order. I am excited for this, though. Where's the fight at tonight? Into the Mountain Gods in Mescalero, New Mexico. Really? Right, right outside of Riodoso. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. If we left now, could we make it? Yeah, it's only like three and a half hours. All right, we got to go, Vital. You got the rest of the show? No problem. We got plenty of time. 
I got a lot of scheduling interviews. <laughs> you know, I am having a hard time with scheduling myself. Are you guys watching, like, I want you to be real honest right now. Are you watching the Olympics or are you watching highlights? Highlights. Highlights. For the first time. Yeah. Just not making the time, right? Because I'm not. Well, I think the time, too, is like 3 o'clock or, no, it's 3 in the morning now there or something. That's kind of kooky. I'm not smart. I don't know. Yeah, this is the least Olympics I've ever watched, but it's the most highlights and most articles I've ever read. I like to track and feel. That's always good to see live. Which the United States of America doing poorly. The only thing we're really the juggernaut at anymore is swimming. Everything else we're just ho-hum. Just ho-hum. And I don't like, and I'm an educated viewer. But I can't tell you, like, how fencing is scored. You poke them, you get a point. A bunch of computers hooked (laughs) up to you. Yeah, that's the thing now, right? It's like pressure. They take the pressure sensors from the pool and they put them on you. And they're they're like, that's how it works. And I'm about to be old man slow again. There's no, like, 101. There's no introductory of some of these weird Olympic sports. You know how, like, you can't take, like, beginner's yoga anymore because everyone yogas now, and it's all, like, athletic yoga or hot yoga or endurance yoga or advanced yoga? There's no beginner's yoga. We're past the beginner's age. I think that's what's happened with the Olympics, where there's no beginner's what is the one you really like, man? Run a mile and shoot a gun or whatever? I don't know the rules to that. Yeah, we, we were talking about that yesterday. That's like the or... most ridiculous thing ever. I could see archery, but the other one with a gun. In, in what situation in the world will you need to run a marathon and then shoot a gun at the end of the marathon? Same thing with skiing. Like, who walks, like, who, who skis for eight hours and then's like, you know what I'm going to do? At the end of this nice eight-hour ski, I'm going to shoot an air rifle. (laughs) What is solo synchronized swimming? What is that? It's just you in the pool. (laughs) That was a real thing. They got rid of it in 92. That was a real event. That's just like one dude having a seizure in a pool, right? And he's like, oh, look at them moves. You know in the 50s, they had long jump, like horseback long jumping? Like you, you rode a horse... And jumped as fur as you could. That's an Olympic event. Hmm. You're going to tell me that home run derby doesn't count? Well, one country is going to be really good at it. Unless you select like one guy from each country for the home run derby. We're going to have 100,000 entrants into the home run derby. And then like Dominican Republic is going to have like 12. Venezuela is going to have like four. And like. Canada gets one. At the 1904 games in St. Louis, Missouri, there was an event called the plunge where you dove into a pool and swam as long as you, as far as you could underneath the water or lake for one minute max. And that length of distance was an event. Is this real? This is real. Man. As recently as 2016, 
the steeplechase was still a thing. That's when you jump over bars into little into little pot like puddles, and then you get soggy feet, and then you have to jump over more bars. That's a dumb event. Pigeon shooting. <laughs> like, I'm not making these up. Where do you learn the rules of this? I mean, to be fair. To be fair. To be, be fair. fair. Curling's a big deal. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But it that's why I like it is because it's so ridiculous. I'm super into that. How's bowling not an Olympic event? Should be. Should be. Why not? Or would you do that one part of the Winter Olympics? Because you get to go indoors during winter. Yeah. I yeah. Why isn't Texas Hold'em not Olympic sport? Ooh. Okay. All right. When- a, that, okay. Here's here's. I used to play poker for a living, Vital. I thought you were about to say that. today's varsity, but keep going. So, okay. Today's varsity is sports that should be in the Olympics. I love that. Okay, we're doing that. Poker is a game of skill. It is not a sport. You can be morbidly obese and be amazing at poker. Yeah. That's that's my definition. There's scoring. <laughs> The score that counts. Yeah. We gotta take a break. We're gonna take the fastest break so we can get back to Josh Pitbull Torres, who I believe is waiting. God, he's gonna wait through a commercial break because he's that kind of champ. Yeah, love that. You gotta be patient in the ring, and you we'll, gotta be patient with us during a commercial break. We'll save the outro for later. Ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten, D Sports Animal. WBC Latino Championship belt and New Mexico State welterweight championship belt holder Josh Pitbull Torres. Joining us on the program, he is, he's got a big bout tonight at the Warriors on the Res Z and Warriors Z and Res. Just in case you're looking it up, he will face uh, Jose Morales tonight. Uh, welterweight's 147, boys. It's 147. 147. Yeah. So saw Josh last week. He's the only muscle. I physically saw him in person. He's a solid piece of muscle. I wonder how it feels for him to actually get to drink water today. That'll be exciting. Be sweet. <laughs> exciting for him. Josh, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm, I'm feeling really good. Like you guys mentioned, I got the water back in me, the food back in me, so I'm feeling re- refueled and ready to go. We saw Josh at the uh, Gladiators game by Tal last week, last week yep. and he's sitting at a VIP table because he's Josh Pitbull Torres, and he had zero food and zero drink on the table. Uh-huh. He, it was just him twiddling his thumbs watching the game. Josh, how do you mentally get ready for a thing like this? Do you do you like those little escapes? Do you like do you like finding events and attractions before big fights? Do you like that kind of world, um, or is it all about the focus? I do. I, I like to get out, and because it, it lets me escape from from that moment, and it, it lets me take a little break from the fight to get my mind off of it and to relax, and also just to be around the crowd, to be around the people. It motivates me to see the little kids excited to get an autograph. So, so it definitely fuels me and lights a fire under me to uh, to go back the next day and train hard again to get back to work. Thanks for being on the show this morning, Josh. Especially on fight night, even. Uh, what? Let's talk about the preparation. Like, how long have you been preparing for this fight, and what does this really entail? Well, I feel like I've been preparing not just for this fight, but for this moment for what. A year and a half now because of COVID. Right. Everything that we've been through, it's been a crazy year and a half, you know, almost two years now. So I feel like I, I've been getting ready for, for this night and I'm excited. We've been working super hard and I think that everything's fallen into place to uh, to come out and have a great performance tonight. Is welterweight like your comfort 
Because for me as a fan, welterweight is the most exciting one. It's the one where I think you have the highest probability of knockout. It's the one where I think the guys are being able to go as hard and as strong as possible for the entire bout. Um, is welterweight like your comfort zone, or do you really have to work to be there? It's a little bit of both. It's my comfort zone, but it does take a lot of work. I do cut a lot of weight, but I do it gradually throughout my camp. So I make it pretty comfortably, but I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't difficult, of course, like you mentioned, being around, you know, all that good food and, and the temptations when I'm at the gladiator games, things like that. But I've been doing it for so many years that I'm comfortable and I have a routine. I know my body, so I know what it takes to get down to that weight, and, and we've always been on weight. Are you in your 11th professional year? Is that right? That sounds crazy to me. If it is, it, 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 it's been a wild ride, man, and it doesn't feel like it. It's, it's flown by, but... But, yeah, 11 years or so, and, and, and man, it's, it feels like one or two years. I still feel like I got a lot of pep in my step. I feel like I got a lot of fight left in me, so you're I'm in, excited. You're in those golden years because you're, you're early 30s, right, like 30, 31? So like, 31, yeah. Yeah, so you're in that prime where it's like right now, like obviously you're the champ, but right now it's like you're going to put out – you're smart enough. You got the experience. You're strong enough. You do a good – what do you got, like 15 knockouts in your career or something? So it's like, yeah, yeah uh-huh. you're at that point where it's like, hey, you're going to do it for the next couple of years, and then is boxing going to be the rest of your life? Is that the plan? Is it a gym and to train and to promote? Because your brand's on point. Like business acumen-wise, I think you got it figured out. Is it is Josh Pitbull-Torres forever boxing? I believe so. I feel like it's something that's a part of my life. Um, me and my wife just built our amazing home, so I incorporated a home gym into it, which – is amazing so i think even after i'm done fighting i have many years left you know to train fighters like you mentioned i want to start promoting hopefully even still while i'm fighting hopefully we'll do a show before the year's over oh yeah yeah, i think that definitely um pitbull the brand is definitely here for the long haul and we're excited to just be a part of, of making history in new mexico josh pitbull torres joins us on the program this morning rocking two belts everywhere he goes uh, Josh, obviously you're the main attraction tonight. You got the main event, but also two amateurs are starting their careers today. Both of Johnny Tapia's kids are fighting for the first time. Yeah, they are, and and it's really exciting because back when I trained with Johnny, uh, they were just little kids. They were like my son's age, so it's it's really crazy to see that full circle of life to see them grow up and and develop and now follow their father's footsteps and I think it's an amazing thing that them and myself included we can carry on Johnny's legacy that we can keep his name alive and and it's an honor to be able to headline such an amazing card not just on the, on the amateur portion but on the pro portion as well there's a lot of great fighters on the on the lineup so I'm excited to headline it definitely do you have two belt Torres copy written is that a thing do you have a trademark on that because I feel like I'm going to try to get that because Two Belt Torres is a insanely good branding. The matchup. Well, you better be you better beat me to it. Because now that you mentioned, <laughs> I'm going to go get it locked down right now. <laughs> but so- the funny thing is, I actually have three belts. I'm actually the former WBC uh, U.S. champion, the New Mexico State welterweight champion, and now the WBC Latino champion. So I'm actually three belt Torres. To I, be oh, correct. Okay. There you go. Yeah, TBT. I'm hey, in. I'm in. I got, yeah. I got one. Tres Torres. 
Okay. That's very <laughs> not, not Tres Flores. Yeah. Tres Torres. That's very good. That's the, right. Uh, so the matchup tonight against Jose Morales, I'm not very familiar with he, uh, no uh, fighter based out of Mexico. Do you, How do you prepare for a camp like this? Do you do you know him well? Do you know how he's preparing? Um, or is it more of the, the pit bull approach of business as usual? Well, that's the crazy thing, guys, is I was pre- preparing for a different opponent, actually, who unfortunately had to pull out due to COVID uh, just a couple weeks ago. So this was, you know, somewhat of a last-minute replacement. So there's a lot of unknowns going into this fight. So at that point, I was, like you mentioned, I was just going in pit bull mode, preparing myself for basically anything this guy's going to bring to me. And, uh, I mean, whatever he brings to the table, we're prepared to react and, and to come out victorious. So the venue is the End of the Mountain Gods Resort and Casino Beautiful. in Riadosa, New Mexico. I love Riadoso and I love the End of the Mountain Gods, but I've never seen a fight there. What are the facilities like? Oh, it's awesome. I, I came to the first fight that they had here, I believe, about a year and a half ago in February when Austin Trout headlined the card, and it was amazing. The venue's awesome, super classy, great environment. You have, you know, the casino and the hotel to hang out after. So it's awesome. And like you mentioned, the End of the Mountain Gods, I mean, it doesn't get any more beautiful. I mean, you have to experience it to be able to really know just how awesome it is to sit out by the lake and see the trees, see the ducks go by. It's just real peaceful, and it's just a blessing to be here at this venue. Josh, any final words for the listener before we go? Anything we didn't hit on that you think is prudent, not just to tonight's matchup, but what you're doing here in the Albuquerque area? Yeah, absolutely. I I just want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart, you guys included, for always making me feel like a world champion. It's just an honor to carry that banner to uh, fight for New Mexico, fight for my people, and not just for victories inside the ring, but victories outside of it as well. Definitely a blessing to be where I'm at. And if you want to support the brand, I have merchandise, hats, T-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it. Visit joshpibotores.com, and uh, we appreciate the support. Very strong brand, by the way. Very strong brand. Very good. Yeah, it's very, very good. good. Uh, Josh Pitbull Torres, follow him on what's your social media, Josh? What's the best way for everyone to get your updates? At Instagram, at Pitbull Award. D-L-V-D. There you go. We will definitely share a link to that. Uh, Josh, good luck tonight, and uh, stay on your feet. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk soon. Hey, appreciate you, Josh. Bye now. I like him. How could you not? I like him a lot. There's a lot of fighters, like a lot of fighters in Albuquerque, the MMA and uh, boxing and bar. So there's a lot of them. <laughs> and to become one of the most popular ones, you got to have that that special it. You say, are you talking je ne sais quoi? Well, I don't. I don't think he's French. I think he's <laughs> I think he's Albuquerque. But yeah, no. It's, like I said, it's if you're gonna if you're gonna be the cream here in Albuquerque to rise to the top of the fighting culture. You're a unique individual. You have a very special energy. So, Josh Pitbull Torres tonight. Uh, if you're in Rio Doso, check it out. Uh, I didn't. I don't think there's a live stream. There's. I don't think you can can catch it online. 
Uh, but maybe put that effort in if you want it. And obviously the results will be on his social media. So best of luck to he. When we get back, today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of should-be Olympic sports. Yeah. Okay. I'm not super prepared for this one. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Josh Pitbull Torres was the best. But that's hard because Jeff Grammer was the best. Wait, Ryan Tamari was the best. You got to pick one. I got to pick one? Nah, you don't. That's why we do the You var- could pick multiple, just like we're about to do. Caller Howard was the best. The I-9 varsity. <laughs> Today's I-9 varsity, sports that should be Olympic, Connect with I-9 Varsity, 505-312-4999 or I-9sports.com, League Office 280. Get you young and playing from the texter. And by texter, I mean friend of the show, friend in real life, star of TV and radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega. Former Lobo Courtney Freiches, go fish, is the reigning world runner-up in steeplechase and will compete in Tokyo. There you go. Steeplechase. Steeplechase. Poodle clipping used to be an Olympic event, just so we're very clear on this. Okay, come again. Poodle clipping? Yes. In 1900, you would put a poodle on a table and you would clip it. And whoever didn't get bitten gets the gold medal? How does this work? Well, they like had clip to clip it as in like as many poodles as they could in two hours. And the winner was a Frenchman, Avril Lavouf, <laughs> who clipped 17 poodles. And when you say clip, you like fingernails or like they detach the nugget pouch. Like, which one is it? <laughs> I can tell you that no matter which one it was. It didn't make the cut hey, the following year. How about cornhole? Corn. There you go. All right, so there's a good one. Vital's coming out of the cornhole gate. Cornhole should be in the Olympics. I agree. Cornhole is very trendy. It's a sport. Put it's it in, in the Olympics. Hey, it's in the New Mexico games. It's in the New Mexico games. No, is it? Yeah. I introduced it oh, last wow. week. Yeah, we had our inaugural cornhole event two weeks ago. On that same vein, disc golf. Disc yeah, golf is very good. skillful. Yeah. yeah. Regular golf is in. Put disc golf in. Yeah. I'm in on that. What about high ally? That's a weird one. I think high ally should be in the Olympics. Okay. This played worldwide. Yeah. And it's like lacrosse, but more fun. Mm-hmm. A little more violent. I don't hate that. Yeah. You know, I really like like billiards games. Okay. Is pool. An Olympic sport? I don't see why not. We're letting cornhole uh, in. That's a, that's a real good one. Yeah, is darts an Olympic sport? Uh, mm. Darts. Mm. That Sh- would be a good one. Should be in? All right. Dodgeball. Yeah, dodgeball should be in. Yeah. Dodgeball should, should be in. Be. If three on three is in, why not dodgeball? Like, I would pay so much money for, like, Germany, Israel, and dodgeball. Yeah. That would be sweet. And they're all former something else athletes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Now, dodgeball would be one where I'd be pro-doping. So you get these guys all roided up and angry and then just let them loose on each other. I, I would <laughs> I would advocate for letting loose a little bit of methamphetamines, too, in this dodgeball. Team USA, led by former Minnesota Viking Jared Allen Sweet. in dodgeball? Yes. That's what I'm into. Yeah. What about foosball? Or like dodgeball. It's like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford (laughs) just blowing holes through other people. But then one guy who can't be, like it's Tony Horn is back there dodging them all, so you always have one guy left. Yeah, but it's all like the receivers. They're just catching them. They can't throw them back, but they'll just catch everything. Who's the guy who's the punt returner for the Chiefs forever? Oh, that was Tony Horn. I totally believe it. So foosball's not going to make it, you're saying? You think foosball is out? It's too barry. I think darts are too barry. Oh, see, okay, you see my theme here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the little hook yeah. game. Yeah. Hey, here's a real one. Okay. Motocross? See, I don't see why not. Same. I think, like, motorsport should be in. Not Motocross monster should be in, not monster trucks. No. Yeah, no. But that, that's less about the athlete, more about one. the... Equipment. You know what we just did? Water skiing. We can't steal from the X Games. Yeah, water skiing. Oh, motocross the X Games. Motocross is out. Okay. That's why yeah. I think skateboarding shouldn't be in. Oh, uh, because that's more of an X Games thing. What about UFC? Is UFC one? I don't see why not. How would you do a tournament though? Because you have to give these if guys you're gonna time. do like judo. Yeah. Judo's just who's the best at fake they have, fighting. They have taekwondo too, don't they? Or karate. Yeah. This is all play fighting. Like UFC, like they actually fight. Yeah, I'm big in in water skiing. Like water skiing, water skiing, yeah, water skiing water and wakeboarding should one. be in. All right, so my favorite, like one of my favorite things, is strongman events. Could you do like a strongman? Like, cause you could do the whole thing, like the the decathlon, and then you could do individual ones as well. Mm-hmm. You could get like ten or twelve different events out of a strongman. I agree. I think strongman could be in. All right, here's my number one. Okay. It's this, probably the same as mine. This one has a very special place in my heart. Um, endurance ferret legging. What is that? So <laughs> you shove angry ferrets down your pants, and whoever <laughs> lasts the longest wins. It's a sport in England and Ireland. That, are you being serious? It's, no, yeah, it is. come on. It really is. is I'm, like- not, I'm not making this up consult the google this is like check this is like chasing the cheese wheel down the hill kind endurance of ferret legging i thought you were gonna say yodeling is my number one vote I, I saw a look in your eye i thought you were gonna go with yodeling i just because that's a, my answer for everything yes i think i have the real answer okay it's pro wrestling oh good. so you put pro wrestling in the olympics <laughs> and just like gymnastics you just judge it based on performance and difficulty now that you compare it to gymnastics I'm kind of in. Yes, I know. It's like yeah. synchronized swimming. Yeah. Yeah, it's performance art. Sure. You put pro wrestling in the Olympics, and you tell a story. You get you get a lot of spots, obviously, a really good choreographed routine. Yeah, but in the, but in the Tokyo Olympics, you hear the... <whistles> oh, God. And then no one can clap. <laughs> no one can make any noise yeah, whatsoever. Because right. <laughs> of their weird-ass culture. You remember when Kurt Angle... Won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Yes. But actually in Atlanta in 96. Yes. With Rulon Gardner as well. 
but he could win another gold medal in pro wrestling at the 2024 Orange County Games. Is that right? Or the next the next ones are in L.A. Right? I have an honorable mention. Give it to me. CPAC Takra. That's like a Southeast Asian volleyball, but you can only use your feet. I've seen that. That's intense. Yeah. That'd be sweet. If you haven't seen it, Google that. It is crazy fun to watch. I think pro wrestling is a very good answer. Of course you do. You're my special boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's some weird Olympic sports. There's some weird stuff. We were drinking one or two drinks the other day, and I was like, I could totally be like an archery in Olympics. I'm telling Van this. He's like, yeah, the same way I could totally be in parkour in the Olympics. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Paintball would be stupid. I don't want that. What a show today, buddy, buddy. Staring contest. I think that'd be a good one. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Who would, what country would be the favorites? I think we should get ahead of the loop, do like Pokemon Go. <laughs> Any final words before we go? Oh, too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.